YOLO conquistadors and conquistadorettes. This is the glorified version of a Bassin talk show. I'm your host, Pat Renwick, and it's another Wednesday night. Yes, and welcome. Welcome, Bass Galaxy. Hello. Good evening, glory. Hallelujah to you. Heck yeah. We just flew in from the Bassmaster Classic, and boy, are our arms tired. You know what I mean? Dad jokes. Right off the bat. Boom. Right off the bat. Hey, for real, though, very, very excited to bring back to you, Bass Galaxy. Um, let's face it. This guy right now is the Ryan Seacrest of Bass, and tonight we have Dave Mercer coming on the show. Facts of Fishing. Dave Mercer. You heard of the guy. You know who he is. Does all kinds of stuff. Mercer's coming back on the show, and we always have a good time. I think, uh, uh, correct me if, oh, uh, Bass Galaxy, give it up for the one and only uh, Bassin talk show producer, Andrew Ellenberger. He's a ginger ninja. He's a ginger ninja. You are, Ging. You are red on the head like the, uh, uh, the, the uh, producer should be. Yeah, easy. You know what I mean now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, where were we, Ging? What were we talking about? I, you were... Yeah, I was just bring, bringing up stuff. <laughs> bringing up stuff. But, Ginge, we've been off for a couple weeks. It's nice to be back. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, uh, it's, uh, we had the, uh, the best of with uh, Jason Christie last week. And, uh, by the way, congratulations to Bass Master Classic Champion 2022 Jason Christie, your unfinished business. It's finished for now. It's finished for now, right, Ginge? AOI left. He's got stuff to do. There's a couple other things. He's got stuff to do. So, you know, there's, it's never finished with Christy. We, we know that. And uh, um, uh, working on getting Jason up, uh, coming up here in the next couple weeks. You know the guys are out there uh, touring. And best of luck to uh, the Elite Series crew out there. Give it up uh, tomorrow. Uh, starting it off at Santee. Marion and Moultrie. A lot of history there, Andrew. And uh, best of luck to all the competitors, especially our horses in the race. You know what I'm saying. Hey, I want to remind everybody, uh, boom, off the bat, uh, Crestliner XF179. You may have seen uh, Stray Cast running around in the uh, 189, but have you heard about the 179? A perfect bassin boat, multi-species boat, whatever you want to do with it, shallow water drafter. It's a sled. Check it out right now, CrestlinerBoats.com. Uh, uh, Ginge, let's do a Cal Sag call-out. Okay. It's a new thing that we have here, and you uh, viewers that have been around, uh, viewers and listeners for a while, yeah, you know about the CalSagBass.com. It's the biggest payout derb in the Chicago land area. That's like big bucks uh, to compete on the uh, Cal Sag and uh, Lake Calumet. That is the... Uh, oh, also Lake Michigan. And you know Cal Sag, that's in Lake Michigan. That's the home of the 2000 uh, Bassmaster Classic, won by Woo Daves. So uh, here is the Cal Sag call-out. If you live within 100 miles of the Chicago land area, and you're a derber, and you're not fishing the Cal Sag Bass Anglers, uh, calsagbass.com, for giant payouts, then you're messing up and we're calling you out. The first angler that we're calling out this week to compete and beat Ryan Whitaker, Bass Cat Dave, Brian Jackson, you, you, you know what I mean, all those, uh, the hoes, all those guys, to beat them. The first guy we're calling out 
Cody Bertrand. Cody Bertrand, you're a local guy, and we're calling you out. You're an amazing angler. You're fishing the opens, trying to achieve your dream, but we're calling you out to come take the money of the guys at the CalSag, plain and simple. There it is, the CalSag call-out. It's a brand-new segment, Ginge. See that? How we did that. Sign up today, CalSagBass.com. Also want to say a special thank you uh, to Victor over at Half a Spot and the whole crew at Half a Spot. Uh, coming back aboard with the uh, Stray Cast Crazy Train. We appreciate you, Victor. And uh, I'm going to Mexico, guys. I'm excited. I'm going bassing in Mexico. Ginger, coming too. You got a passport, Ginger? Remind me to get a passport tomorrow, okay? I was supposed to do that Monday. Yeah, I was supposed to do it Monday. Remind me to get a passport. Uh, if you have not signed up uh, for the Half a Spot official app, there's some amazing things that are going to happen. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we can't wait to tell you about it. Halfaspotofficial.com. Check out the Half a Spot app. Uh, also, uh, thank you uh, and, uh, to Bill uh, over at Impulse Lithium. You guys remember Bill, uh, Elite Series champ on St. Clair? Yeah. Bill Wheedler. Yeah, you know Bill. You know Bill. Yeah, thanks, Bill, for bringing us aboard the Impulse uh, Lithium team. It's good to see you and the missus and the son at the BMC. And, uh, James, we're looking forward to that, huh? We like the lightness. We like the lightness. It's, an, it's, it's a new world for us guys, <laughs> for us regular bass guys. Uh, another uh, shout-out to Patterson at Sims. Had a great time with you uh, at the uh, – Ginge, this is like a YouTube thing now. I'm, like, shouting everybody out. What am I doing? Had a great time with Patterson at the uh, – from Sims at the BMC. Oh, here's what you want to hear, Bass Galaxy. Let me get to this. Um, I am reminding you at this present moment to like and share this live Facebook feed. You know what that gets you? Not one, but two things. Not one, but two things. First off, you get a chance to win a stray cast, max scent maximum pack. That's right. Give it up for the stray cast maximum pack. Yes, I just smacked the mic. And uh, also, the second chance, like and share it as many times as you want. We don't care. You got chances, two chances to win. The second chance is the Dave Mercer Maximum Max Scent Pack. So you get a straight cast Max Scent Pack and a Dave Mercer Max Scent Pack. Compliments of Berkeley Fishing. It's freaking uh, nuts. It's nuts. And uh, all you got to do is like and share. This uh, this live Facebook feed, and that is to commemorate uh, Wednesday night Super Talk Show night, uh, or Super Podcast night, because uh, Dave's show uh, is on. You can even, if you want, turn this off and just go watch Dave's show. He has K- I can't wait to watch. He's got KJ Queen and the Mystery Machine on, so we can watch that. All right, Jay, now, Jay I know I'm, la- I'm rambling. I'm excited to be back, bud. I know. I got the look. You looked over the computer at me. All right, uh, like and share the live Facebook feed. Two chances to win Berkeley stuff. Uh, you want a whiskey chip? See it up, bud. I mean, are you ready, Bass Galaxy, for the return of the tin cup word of the week with the whiskey gypsy? And Courtney, can I call her Courtney Blue? Can that be her name? Courtney Blue. Uh oh. When you hear that. What's up, guys? What's going on? Hi. Hey, Court. What's going on? Look at you, folks. You look happier than a pig in whiskey. Both of you. Where are you right now? We are. Uh, we are at uh, 
We're in downtown Indy, right across the street from Gamebridge Fieldhouse, where they're going to be having all the basketball games. Oh, you okay. Know. So that's I what we're doing. I just saw. We're doing an Irish whiskey dinner because you know tomorrow's St. Patty's Day. Yes, a lunch. As they yeah. would say, happy St. Yeah. Patty's. Yeah. Happy That's what Sa- they say. <laughs> happy St. Patty's. No, it's good to see. I saw Billy McDonald run across the street, too. Billy Mack. I saw him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he ran. I saw the Lucas Oil truck. That was Billy Mack. That's right. Yeah, That's it, right. It, it had to be. So, Foles and Courtney had a great time with you guys at the Classic. It was cool to hang out. The 10 Cup Whiskey booth was um, OTH, off the hook. As oh, the- it was so amazing. I couldn't believe it. I had never seen it before. I was really very impressed. Yeah. You were very busy. Yeah, very you're a, an yeah. official bass and gal now, Court. You know that. <laughs> you you sure I are. Got, I got recognized like eight times. It's like, amazing. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're a big deal. You're sure you're bigger deal than foals now. And it was nice That's to meet right. you. Right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> the bass and, galaxy likes her better than yeah, me. The, the verdict is in. The, uh, and good to see Jesse too over there. Jesse from from Ten Cup Corporate it was cool to meet her, and uh, had had a dang good time, folks. So with all that being said, I turn it back to you as we do every Wednesday night in 2022 on the glorified version of a Bass and Talk Show Straycast. What is the Tin Cup Whiskey Word of the Week? It's gonna be it's gonna be Dave, what? Mr. Dave Person. It's gonna be Dave. So wait a second. First, before I say that, everyone, if you um, if you're going to take a sip, um, sip responsibly. And if you hear the Absolutely. word yes, uh, in the tin cup whiskey word of the week is Dave. So if you hear Dave take a sip, it can be it can be coffee, it can be Coca Cola, it can be tin cup whiskey. You just 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 do it and drink responsibly, and that's it. Foles, are you happy, guy? I am. I am. We're, we we got a lot of stuff going on in Indy right now. I got to do some St. Patty's Day stuff tomorrow. Then I'm going to put about three or four hours behind me going to Santee Cooper uh, for the next three days to cheer on Matt Robertson and Seth Fighter. Uh, oh, yeah. You got horses really, in the race. We're gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to be doing uh, an activation, a 10-cup activation of Santee Cooper. So if anybody's out there that's close, please come by and see me. But yeah, I got a lot going on, but it's a lot of fun and everything is good. So uh, awesome! And then get this, folks. Just before uh, before we put the power poles down and get to Dave Mercer, um, I want Courtney to know, as well as the rest of the Bass Galaxy. Unfortunately, Luke, you are not uh, eligible. But all you got to do is like and share this live Facebook feed. Your chance to win a a, a Berkeley about Maxent Stray Cast Pack and a Berkeley Maxent. Facts of Fishing, Dave Mercer Pack to commemorate the Double Wednesday podcast extravaganza tonight with Dave on two podcasts in one night. It's amazing. It's Night of the Living Dave. It's Night of the Living Dave. How do you like yeah. it? All right. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys could join us again, uh, and we'll see you next week, right? We'll yeah, see- absolutely. We'll be there. We'll see you next week. We got a wing dinger. You'll see next week. Hey, uh, oh. put the power po- Yeah, oh, oh, put the power poles <laughs> down. We power pull down for pleasure around here. See you, Court. See you, Whiskey Gypsy. We're coming Bye. back with uh, the Ryan Seacrest of Bassin, Mr. David Mercer. Oh. Yeah, don't you go anywhere. <laughs> Peace. Okay. No.
Nobody wants to run out of power when they're on the water. There is a better way. Introducing the Charge Marine Power Management Station from PowerPole that does the work of three devices, a traditional battery charger, a charge on the run, and an emergency start system. PowerPole Charge. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. The TH Marine Hydrowave H2 KVD Edition is a surefire way to ignite a feeding frenzy. The Hydrowave utilizes a sound emitting technology that imitates bait fish and other feeding fish below the surface that preys on the competitive nature of bass and other game fish to get you more bites. The Hydrowave is another way that TH Marine has you covered from transom to trolling motor. America has spoken. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you the Ryan Seacrest of bass fishing, the one and only Diamond Dave Mercer returns to the straight cast show right now, Bass Galaxy, give it up. That's the guy. That's the guy. I, I, I don't know how I feel about this whole Ryan Seacrest thing. You I are, mean, I, I'd like to make as much as he does, but... Well, Dave, uh, you are on your way to it. Let me say, like... Oh, yes. Uh, well, well, Mr. Mercer, you are on your... You are very rich in spirit, may I say. May I may I say that about, about you? We know that for sure. But go go ahead and, and argue with me, man. Like you have your hands in everything, just like old Seacrest, bud. Like okay, so you have of course facts of fishing, right? You got FYI. You got you got Bass MC Dave Mercer. Um, it's, you, you have the Mercer podcast and now you have the call. That's a lot. You have just regular bassing. Plus you're a family man. You're a dad and a hubby yeah. and a bud to many. Like, here's my first question of the night. First off, it's a two-parter, two-parter. Wow. Starting yeah, with yeah. Oh, I'm hammering That's you tonight. Impressive. I'm ha I'm we're gonna get we're gonna get uh, um uh, for lack of a better term deep inside Dave Mercer tonight. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. All right, <laughs> please do. Yes, yes. Hey now, but uh, <laughs> but Dave, my first question to you is: How could you argue with me that you're the Ryan Seacrest of bass? And in second off, how do you do it? How do you do all this? That's insane. Um. Well, I don't know why I argue the Brian Seacrest thing because he's a he's, I mean he, he's different than me. <laughs> <laughs> he's different yet similar. One of these things well, is not like things. the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's but, very I mean, similar. I guess but I just argue it because you're supposed to. Like if somebody says something like that, yeah. No, I, I mean you'd it. be a real arrogant dick if you're just like, yeah. Well, I know. I <laughs> right on, bud. Seacrest like rules. <laughs> Wow. You know, <laughs> no, but I, I get it, but you are, I need you to accept it. Okay. Because you, and that's, a, that is a very 
coming from me at least, who admires entertainers in any industry, broadcasters, entertainers in any industry, very coming from me at Whoa. least. I got a double who uh, admires scoamy. entertainers. Okay, are we back to normal? Okay, so yeah, Dave. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. I mean, like. You're, that that's a big role that you play being a Ryan Seacrest type. For, all kidding aside, bud, I'm just searching for my Kelly Ripa. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will say this, dude. Like none of the stuff that I do. Um, I mean, it, we live one life, and you literally like all of the stuff, like the the lunacy to start a show with Panger just two weeks ago <laughs> called The Call. Cousin Matt, we it's refer only, to him as here. Yes, Cousin Matthew. Yes. Well, Cousin Matthew and me, like, literally, we talked about it for a while, and we're just like, let's just do it. And honestly, it, I mean, you just want to take every opportunity you can. You know what I mean? And, and I, love, I love the creative element of that. Like, I love to get involved with things that are different. And, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just... Here's the truth. I figured that sooner or later somebody's going to realize that I'm not qualified for any of this crap. So I just figure if I super busy, they'll be like, well, I mean, he does a lot of crap. D dude, that's what I, I mean. I'm with you right there. We we uh, we thank everyone every week on this show because we know we're on this thin raft. Like it's these aren't fighters said it great at the at the AOI speech. Remember uh, after he lit up the smoke, he said uh, yeah. he said this isn't even a real job. You know, this is like so. <laughs> you know, so we we you got to be grateful, Dave Mercer. And I know you oh. are. I know you are, bud. Every single day, I'm grateful. I mean, it's stupid that I make I get to make a living doing everything I did when I was a kid. Like literally all of the dumb stuff that I do, the boom shakalaka was the same <laughs> crap I did when I was a little kid. It came from NBA Jam. It you know would be boom shakalaka to giant jam. Well, you used to talk about big gals and say giant instead of bass. It's rhymed with bass. Oh, I got you there. I got you there. Hey now. Yeah. Hey now. We do jad dad jokes and stuff on this show. Any kind of jokes. I, I am not. You can do whatever you wish. <laughs> I won't. I won't go there. But here's my question again: How do you do it? Like how? Do, okay. So you. How do you balance family? How, how, be, being a dad. Being being a husband. Being a friend to your your Kenyatian friends. Uh, and 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 <laughs> no, the people at home. I mean, you know what I mean when you're back home, Dave. Um, and, and also doing your career. How That's a lot to balance with all these hats. That's a lot of hats, Dave. Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of hats. Um, I, I think, number one, I'm probably not a very good friend. I mean, so, so those, they get screwed. I mean, I miss a what, lot of What, do you not return the lawnmower? Do you not return the lawnmower? Are you that guy or the hedge trimmer? No, I'm never borrowing the lawnmower. I can guarantee you that much. <laughs> I'm the exact opposite of that guy. Um, but, I mean, I just, I'm just not around for a lot because I travel a lot and, and I miss a lot of things. But but I, I love every job that I have. Like, there's nothing I'd want to stop doing. And I have an incredibly understanding family that supports me and – um, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, there's no other option. That's how this industry is. You know, how does anybody, how does, like when you ask me how I do what I do, well, 
how the hell does Zona do what he does? You know what I mean? Like he does 10 times the amount of stuff that I do. I, um, yeah, well, hold on, Dave. I, I observe a lot in this industry. It's my job. It's my job to do that, quite frankly. And I see who's busy. I see who hustles. You know, like, you're right. Mark Zona's a hustler. Mike Iaconelli yeah. is a hustler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maddie Robertson's a hustler. You know what I mean? Different kind of hustler. Well, hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Don't Google Matt Robertson hustler. Um, <laughs> they, uh, but Mercer, you're a hustler too. I mean, you. I see that in the just that you. There's a there's a lot of slices in your uh, in your pie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and um, but but I, again, I mean, I'm thankful to do every single one of them. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not. I literally, you know, have multiple dream jobs. I wanted to fish for a living. I got, I get to do that. And you know what I mean? And then I get to do the bass thing. And so, I mean, none of it feels like work, honestly. And trust me, I bitch just like everybody else. Like, oh, I got to do this. But me and Panger are going to talk to each other and argue about some bull crap anyways. So all that we've done is started recording some of it. You know what I mean? And that's honestly <laughs> how I feel about the podcast we do. We don't produce that show. We don't do anything. It is literally a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me and whoever. I, I and, like it. It's in. I say very this casual. Yeah, I I like it, and and I say this respectfully. It's reminiscent of the old loudmouth bass with Zona and Kumar. I like I like some of the that type of banter right there. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's cool that you and because uh, I know uh, I know cousin Matt likes likes. Uh, diving into the dirt of bassin you know what i mean as far as durbin in derbs itself and i like that you guys are touching on that and i don't even think we're diving into the dirt because i'll be honest that's one thing that i hate about online media it, because that's the easy to dive into the dirt and i think we will you know there's some situations where you're like you're talking about some stuff that other people don't talk about but we're also talking about the stuff that everybody talks about. You know what I mean? The, well, those are the conversations that happen at tournament takeoffs and everything, you know? But like, David is dirt. We, it, that is dirt. Like, kids on the stage. Okay, bringing it up. You're digging up some dirt, bud. You know, well, like, that's not like, dirt. Well, no, it's not it's like, opinion. oh, it's not. But it's like, okay, so let's talk about maybe, what's, what's another word for it? Taboo. I don't know. Like what's oh, not <laughs> taboo bassin? I don't <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Dave Mercer in Taboo Bassin. The uh no, but uh but for for real, it's like nobody is talking about that aspect of it, really. Like, um, okay, sure, it's quite often talked about, as you said, uh payouts for big bass. What is it, 10k payout for the big bass, kids on stage. Uh, what, yeah. was, what was the one you just did this week? Refresh my memory. Uh, bass track locations ba are they too? Yeah, yes. Are they too dead on? Yeah, I mean these are these are conversations. So it's uh, it's it's basically conversations of bringing up often talked but, about, uh, but untalked about. And I get, but that's also our industry. That's one of the weird things about the fishing industry is where. We don't talk about things like that. The athletes that compete for, if you compare them to anything else, motocross, golf, I don't care what, hockey, football, baseball, it doesn't matter, bowling. Our athletes are very coddled. You know what I mean? Like there isn't, you don't deal with that controversy. It kind of gets swept away. Um, 
but I, I don't think that like what we're doing is bringing up dirt. I think we're ha- having discussion. I think discussion is always good because then you see like the kid thing, to be honest, you know, like I kind of was pro kids, but a little bit against it because you don't. And then I heard so many people bring up different points. And to me, my opinion changed just from the viewer feedback. Um, and again, it doesn't, nobody's right or wrong. It's just freaking opinions. Like, you know what? I got a buddy who doesn't like cheese on a hamburger, but I got another buddy who does like cheese and they're just opinions. I don't hate somebody. I, because I, I get it. And, and you know what this, um, this is basically the weigh in opinion show. And that's like, that's like, that's stuff. People talk about at weigh ins, you know? Yeah. I get and, it, yeah. and it might be like. You believe he's got them kids up there again. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Gosh dang it. You know, I mean, that's that's what this is. I, this like is the, I do, too. For crying out loud, I had a beautiful one. The, but yeah, but here, I am one. Yeah, and yeah, me, too. I abuse my inner child constantly. That's me. That's that's myself. Yes. When I think uh, of I, you abusing your inner child, it brings yeah. way too many. I'm in th- yeah, I'm in therapy for it. Yes. It's called the Eddie Vedder. Therapy. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and the other stuff. Yeah, no, 10,000 bucks. Not my big bad. I don't know about that. It's all worth that. You know, that's way in talk. That's what you guys got going on, Dave. I like it. Yes, yeah. I like it. I, li- I like the way in talk. Um, I want to move it along and kind of. Uh, okay. I kind of want to finish the ass kissing uh, portion of this this uh, segment. And, and <laughs> okay, let's do that. My favorite part. <laughs> because I got to tell you, and I've said it whenever Dave Mercer's name comes up on the Stray Cast show, um, whenever your name comes up um, amongst friends, um, the, the the thing that I always say is like. That freaking cat amazes me. And here's why you amaze me. Not that you do all this stuff. It's not, you know, it's not that you got all these hats, Dave. It's the fact that the amount of knowledge that you retain. My grandma would refer to you as sharp as a tack. That's what she would say about Dave Mercer. That Dave Mercer, he's sharp as a tack. That's what she'd say. Because on stage, which is a hard thing to do. Not a lot of people realize it, Dave. You know, you got to be on, bud, because if you ain't on, the shit sucks. It does. All right? The weigh-in has to be moved. It has to be moved along. You have an uncanny ability to know facts and to be sharp as a tack. And Bass Galaxy, give it up to Dave Mercer for that. We commend you. For real, bud. That's a real thing. You're an important part of the galaxy. Well, I... I appreciate that, but I'm not very good with compliments and relative work. I mean, it's not a hard job, you know, like everybody look how hard he's. And I, trust me, I put every ounce of energy I have into that job. And I try to make every way in show better and better as my career moves on. But relative terms, it's not hard work. I mean, <laughs> there's a dude digging Dave, a ditch somewhere. Dave, that's hard I, work. I and understand that's that. What motivates me. <laughs> but here's what I'm getting. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you don't want to be slinging a hammer or, or shovel or whatever. I, I I get it. But you know, and I get the thing about compliments. My like, sincerely, right now, my my therapist is Eddie Vedder, and and like I'm in the Eddie Vedder School of Therapy right now, and I have a horrible time accepting compliments. I it's just a hard thing to do, but you ha- like I want to know how do you know all that? Okay, KJ Queen, 
who you had on the uh, podcast today, walks yeah. up to the stage. You know everything about KJ Queen. Um, okay, Wes Logan walks up to the stage. You know everything about Wes Logan. Seth Fighter walks up to the stage. You know, uh, you know everything about Seth Fighter. Gerald Swindle, blah blah wins. X amount of do do do. Da ba boo boo boo. Dude wipes. Da da da. And then you're in, bud. Like, how do you know it? I do, I've been there. You don't have cue cards. That's the fascinating thing. It's just something I love. Like, honestly, how do, how do you know every bait color without looking at a chart? How do you know everywhere where you've caught a fish? You know, it's, I love it that much and I'm obsessed by it. And um, it just comes, but here's the weird thing. Like, and this is not made up. Like, I literally have to check my phone to make sure I have my wife's birthday right. <laughs> and, and I, I get it. That. I get that. Yes. So I feel like your brain only can accept so much and mine's full of, you know, how many times somebody qualified for a classic and all that bull crap. Um, but I'm just thankful to, but I mean, it takes work at certain times. I mean, in the last few years, a lot more work, obviously, because you had to learn about people. But again, that's part of the coolest thing um, about some of the other projects I'm working on. You know what I mean? Like with the podcast that we do every week, it allows me to like really sit and talk to KJ Queen and learn different things about him. You sure. know what I mean? It just I relate. Yes. Into that. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know why, like there's not a secret why I remember it. Like I just do. I mean, I study some though, like for me, yeah. I have to write it all down. Like I can't just, you can tell it to me, but if I don't take the time to write it down, whether it be in my phone or whether it be physically written with my hand, um, that helps me remember, but I, I mean, it's just, um, I just move the hole that makes the words and I'm lucky to do it. So <laughs> no, I've heard you say, I've heard you say that before. And, and, and I'm relating with you, Dave. I like, I, I have crazy thoughts all week during, you know, prior to the, to the straight cast show. And then on, on, and then I finally write them down on paper and that's how I project, you know, otherwise I'm, I'm a hot mess everywhere, but that's, I, I gotta say, man, like how many, how many anglers are there? On the Elite Series. How many anglers? 96 this year, I believe. 96 this year. 96, yeah. So what I'm getting at is, like, I have the luxury of having some papers right here. Okay? There's 96 dudes that you have to remember stuff about. So what is the uh -huh. pro what was the process, Dave? At, so let's say winter time in Canada. Did you go and start looking at some at Ron? Did you did you probe Ronnie Moore? Oh, congratulations to Ronnie and Sarah Moore, yeah. by the way. While we're at Brand it, new baby. yeah, Brand give new it up baby. to them. Brand yeah. new Ronette is her name, actually. Yeah, he's very. They're very happy. They're, they're all is good. Baby's doing good. Sarah, his wife's doing good. So congratulations to Ronnie. But no, I mean, initially, a lot of the stuff I knew just because I was a fan of the sport when I first got involved in bass. But then when we had kind of the switch over a few years ago, there was some research that you had to do. But sure, it's literally just like anything else. You know, I spend time learning about people. Um, and I'm naturally an inquisitive person, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I find it cool to see, you know, what somebody like KJ Queen is thinking, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm naturally want to learn about people. So I think that helps, but um, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's part of the process, I guess. There's no real, like, and there's no, honestly, if I, cause 
I couldn't remember squat for tests when I was growing up when I, in school and stuff like that. And it's frustrating to know that some of the stuff that I do know, but it just goes to show you if you love something enough and you're obsessed with it, you know, I mean, if you stopped doing this show, you'd still follow the sport and still know who won angle of the year and all that. It's Damn not part straight. of the job. Yeah. Part of the obsession. Yeah. It's in the heart. It, it, yeah. It, it's in the heart. And I get it, but I still, I still find it fascinating the I, uh, the amount of stats that you know. I think you spend time studying stats, and I think that's cool. I, I just I think, well, I do. No, I do. But but that's what I'm saying. But there's no real like there's no fast and easy like how do you do that? There's it, I mean it's I wish I knew how to teach it. It's just something that you and I I mean I think I have the easiest job in the world. I introduce a hundred different guys each year. Like I mean Hank Weldon, who's doing the opens right now. Now that's a tough job. He's got to introduce. Freaking six hundred anglers. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, hey, Hank, you ain't gonna. Yeah, he's he definitely needs like a, a just a uh, a nice hot jacuzzi after that. After those wings, sure. Yeah, you know uh, who our, doesn't a relaxer. Hey, we know a lot about you and what you do as far as your Ryan Seacrest roles, but I wanna I, I wanna get into Dave Mercer, the Bassin Man. A little bit. Okay. I want to learn about, I mean, I know that that's why we're all here is because of these fish, you know, and I'll be mm -hmm. honest with you. I, I'm a facts of fish and television show fan from, from, from way back, but I, uh, I, you know, and gosh, sitting at the, sitting at the office, I remember the, uh, the old short facts of fishings and on the, on, yeah. the, on the bass fans, that's something I'd look forward to, uh, sneaking on the computer when you weren't allowed to be on the computer and, and watching it, but we know about that. And I want to, we've talked about that when you've been on the show before, but we haven't really talked about you as a bass fisherman, as a bassin man. All right. And okay. And this is how okay. I want to figure it out. We play a game on this show. Um, oh boy. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's always a, with the games and the music. Yeah. And it's, and this is a great opportunity for Ber for, uh, you to plug Berkeley and Abu Garcia hashtag shameless sponsor plug right now. And this is a, a little game that we play here on Straycast, Dave, and it's called Three on Deck. One in okay. hand. Three on deck, one in hand. And what that is, Dave, there's a new rule in the Bass Galaxy. And uh, all you can do is have four rods with you at all times. Okay. All right. Four rod okay. and four reel combos. So I need to know what those are and the line and the baits. Four rod and reel combos, four line sizes, four baits, rest of your life go dave Mercer. three on deck well, one in hand stupid game no Pat. it's not it's really? it tells us it it tells us your psych you'll see rods, i wouldn't have got into this no 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 like, hold I, on we're you at this level dave we're we're we're, we're 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 testing you this is a test right now i'm gonna just be honest with you this is a complete 100 percent test of well, what, what are you testing me on on your back on what type of bassin man you are I'm gonna check. Right, I'm well, gonna see what you're I'm, on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what I'm gets you off a as a bass man. All right. I'm gonna see what happens here. I'm gonna see what Dave's on and what you're chunking and winding, and that's gonna tell us what kind of bass man you are. So four on deck. All right. right. Don't be um, difficult. Yikes. Stars. No. Change these stars that we book. I swear to God. Seacrest. Four on deck. One in here. You want me to talk now? <laughs> yes, please, Dave. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, I'm definitely going to have a uh, a jerk bait rod, which oh. is going to be, you know, 6'6", uh, six, six, medium light. Um, 
and I'll, I'll put a stunner on it. Stunner? I mean, you might as well. I'm going to throw, <laughs> I'm going to have a drop shot rock. Okay. And I'm going to throw a flatworm just to piss people off because I still have some. Got a bu- um, you got a bunch of them. Like people a, get so mad. A whole Canadian garage full. It's more. It's even bigger and than gonna, an American garage. Oh, it's yeah. The yeah, exchange rate is incredible. Freaking huge. Um, and I, hey, I, I need um, you to be a little specific because I'm really curious about this, though. Like, okay, so you're throwing the stunner on a six six. Uh, would you say medium or medium light? Like, what's, what's medium light? What series? I like a lighter, and I throw it on a spinning rod. I don't throw it on a bait casting. I always throw it on a spinning rod. And the key with throwing a jerk bait on a spinning rod is you want zip to it. So you want to loosen off your drag enough so that when every time you rip that jerk bait, you should feel a little zip, zip, and that's oh. when you know your your jerk bait is real is set up perfectly. And I really think. Honestly, every year when you watch a lot of guys come up north and fish a jerk bait, they always throw it on a bait casting reel. A smallmouth is a whole different creature. Their mouth is so much harder and there is so much more pressure in that you need that zip factor. Okay. It, it amazes me that you don't see a lot of southern people throw a jerk bait on a spinning rod. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and put on some, you know, put on 15 pound braids to a you know, 10 pound floral leader, 100% fluorocarbon leader, and you're set. I mean, honestly, they, and, and you can cast it a lot further. And th- that zip is the is the key because then when you get a big small mo, they get a chance to load up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with the you. Zip is, I'm with you. And is, I, I like that you said about the, the southern man doesn't uh, use the spin pole for the jerk bait. And, and I'm thinking in my mind when you said that, who does it? And the only guy, get this, Mercer. The only guy I could think of in history from uh, south of the Mason-Dixon line using a spin pole for a jerkbait, the late, great Tom Mann. Remember? Tom Mann, yeah. he used a spin pole for everything, Dave. Like everything, bud. Spinner bait. They work good. Yeah. They work good. <laughs> I don't know why people are so scared of them. I'm scared I, to I death of the dang things, I'll be honest. Why? I, I just stay them, and then that xenon is so light, it scares me. It's like... I, they gave me the first Xenon, and guess what I did to it? I haven't even told them. So what better way to tell them than on your podcast? <laughs> so this was like before they were even released. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's on our show, and it's not even a complete reel. Like, it literally is just a visual sample that kind of worked. So, <laughs> but it's still beautiful. It, it was, was still beautiful. It was just the shell. <laughs> yeah. And then we went to shoot a show. And somehow it ended in the water. And uh, um, yeah, so I need another one of those. <laughs> Brad please. Rutherford, if you hear that, send Dave right now. Brad's a great boss. He's please, a, please, yeah, because yeah, I've been trying to catch it and I can't, I can't find it. Okay, but spin, um, spin so yeah, post. I lost the very first one. Um, but then we're going to go, we're going to go drop shot seven two another medium spin light again, another spin pull. lighter action, yeah, lighter action, and then. Um, See, I hate this four rod because then I'm like, well, what if I'm going largemouth? I know that's why I'm I'm making you use your noodle, Mercer. Well, I'm gonna have to have a um, a jerk shad. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go with jerk shad. Interesting, um, because you're of your fondness for Peter Talveros. Well, it's a great smallmouth and largemouth bait. Depends, mm-hmm. you know, no matter where you're fishing. I mean, you can catch. It's a great approach but then i'm want i'm gonna want a general and then i'm gonna want a jig 
and then a frog. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where it all goes awry. It's that's just it I just went completely control. bonsai. The bra- you're like a BB in a boxcar right now. How in the hell can I use four rods? Ridiculous no, question. I mean, I can use four if you're like four rods for smallmouth fishing, four rods for largemouth fishing, but four rods forever is it really just that's not enough rods. I know if that's the challenge. That's the that's the YouTube um snoochie boochie uh snoogan challenge. I didn't even have a freaking crankbait in there. What I the know, hell? bud. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. I don't want to live in that world, Pat. I, I don't want to live in that that's world. That's my okay? world. I, I'm a, I'm an FBR. You know what an FBR is? No. I'm a freaking bank runner. I'm so stuck on the bank. I I really am. You you have they more. They say that people are going to go back to the bank, though. The yep. fish are going to go back to the bank mm-hmm. once they get tired of everybody chasing them with live sonar. Fighter used it last year. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, it, what's happening with that is one of the craziest things in bass fishing right now. To be honest, not to take hijack your show. No, here, no, but, I wanted hijacked. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> they're chasing those fish, dude. Everywhere we go. And, and it's not being talked about. And you hear guys like Takumi and stuff on stage say that they're running from me. They're running from me. And it sounds like he's not staying on the fish. But if you really listen to what he's saying, you really talk to what he said, they are chasing. It is literally just a chase. You know, they find a fish and they follow it until they figure out a way to make it bite. And it has totally changed the way they fish everywhere. Like it, it, it's not a, just a deep water thing. It's not just a shallow water thing. It's an everywhere. I mean, Scott Martin was using it <laughs> at the first tournament of the year on the St. John's river, you know, and, yeah. or no one Harris King, he was using it. Um, while, you know, pitching reeds, it's, <laughs> it's amazing what people are doing with that technology, but it is totally, totally changing the sport. And I don't think as many people realize just how much fish chasing is going on. Um, Cause that's what they're doing. They literally don't stay the structure. They get on a fish and chase after it. I, and, I've uh, seen it, Dave. I've seen it firsthand. I know. I know. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, and yep. I, I think, well, it was told to me by, you know, Nolan minor, he's a good kid. He's with Berkeley Abu. Uh, he's fished the opens okay. kayak guy. Yeah. Anyway, he told me, Pat, when you get that deal, I don't have it yet, Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have it this year. But he said, when you get that deal, it's the closest thing to bank fishing off the bank that you'll find because it's very, oh, visual. yeah, it's very visual. So, I mean, maybe that's a good assessment or a good analogy. I, I believe it is. It, it's sight fishing all year long. Like it literally, um, I'm trying to remember who it was with. Maybe it was Davey. But there was a group of us talking about it at the classic, and we were like, "When do you think it's going to switch to like every fish you hook needs to be hooked on the outside of their inside of their mouth?" You know, just like the sight fishing rules, because that is what they're doing. They are sight fishing fish that are in twenty feet of water, and and that's the biggest difference. It's not the fish they're catching; it's that every single cast you learn from, whether it's you know, the negative reaction, a positive reaction, whatever, every single cast, you learn something from the fish. It eliminates all of the downtime. There's no, hey, I'm fishing a brush pile and I'm going to try three or four different lures to see what they bite. Yeah. If you don't see a fish in the brush pile, you move on. 
So it, it's amazing what it's doing to the whole sport. Yeah, I, I mean, crazy. I, I, I don't care. I just like catching fish, and I'm going to do it. I just figured out side imaging, and that helps helped me a lot catch fish in the last few years. So I'm, I'm all about anything, you know. Or, are you good at it, Dave? That forward facing deal. Are you, are you on that? You've been practicing with it, or? Oh uh, no, I've spent very little time doing it myself, to be honest. Um, I've watched a lot of people do it. Um, I'll just be getting a unit on my boat here shortly, so I, gotcha. I have yeah. not been using it myself. Um, but but that also proves to me how lethal that stuff is because even without ever using it, it gets in my head. Like if I'm fishing a lake and I look over and I'm like, uh, they know what's here. They can see. You know what I mean? Like it totally changes. It's not. 360 it's not side imaging it's live it totally changes the way everything works and it's the first time in my life where i've been like maybe it's too much you know what i mean like i don't think we're ever going to put a rule in against it or anything like that um because the companies that make it also it's progression, it's man. It's progression of the sport. Dave, look about it this way. Think of it this way. When you were a kid, you were like, you know, you're fishing with your pop and your brother, and you're like, hey, I want I want my own bass boat. You know why? Because all the fish are in the middle. And then you get a bass boat, and you end up beating the bank. You know what I mean? But now yeah. you got a bass boat, and now you're getting a new toy, and now you're going back to the middle. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a full circle. All the fish are in the middle. They just cruise. Giants cruise, we're learning. Always. Nomadic. Well, I don't think always. Not always. That's that a bad thing to say, always. But they cruise more than we think. Let's put that way. I think fish in general, just from the time I've spent, like I've spent probably hundreds, if not thousands of hours now swimming with bass. And they do more crap that we don't think about than any of us ever admit. You know, we think they swim across a weed line, they stay to the edge and all that. Yeah, they do that a lot, but they also just blindly swim out in the middle. Yeah. They also just bury themselves in weed and don't sit at an edge or anything like that. It's it is pretty amazing to study them and and you realize, you know, we make educated guesses, but a lot of times they don't they don't play by our rules. A lot of it was really good stuff in bass and history. And it's like because we didn't have the technology to necessarily know all the facts, but the technology at hand led us to the facts that we have now, if that makes any sense. I don't think, you know, with without the forefathers and the, and the uh, George Perry spoon pluggers and these type of things going on, we wouldn't have any of this crap, Dave, to even evolve it. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and without like Alexander Graham Bell before them, we wouldn't have any. Of that. I mean, thank God they invented a car. Yes. Um, no, no, I tell you, Fred Flintstone. Yeah. <laughs> where did we go? I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. This is where these always go, Pat. No, but I had fun with. At least you remember the one time you took off on a moped. Like you came on the show on a moped. It was moped. not a moped. It was a side-by-side. Side. Oh, side-by-side. Side. I'm sorry. It was. Yeah. yeah I'm, that, that's ah. bad that I said moped. No, as a side-by-side. I know. You looked badass. You had a cape on. You even had a cape. It was pretty. Freaking... I don't know if I had a cape no, on. No, Jen, but... that's how I remember it. In my mind, you had a dang cape. 
you were kind of like Captain Insano. You were like, you remember, you know, from the Sandler movie, Captain Insano? Yeah. That's yeah, the wrestler. Yeah, yeah. that's what Billy it was. Madsen. Yes, that's what it was to me. At the magical claw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got none of that tonight. I'm just in the cheap Hampton. I got the same three <laughs> pictures, no matter where you stay, no matter where you go. I mean, oh, those that, three that, horrible paintings. It looks I like mean, you have some very, uh, you have some very modern type furniture. In there, very jetsy. Oh yeah, it's very well accomplished, yes. very well appointed, and it comes with free <laughs> warm cookies at six o'clock. I have Mad Hampton points. <laughs> what time really you get up good. in the morning? Because uh, we're not going to keep you all night. What time you get up? Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow takeoff's not till seven thirty, so it's not a bad. I'll get up tomorrow at five. Oh, that's and, not too bad. Um, yeah, it's not so bad. I'm we're about a half hour away from takeoff, so oh good. This one isn't that bad. But uh, yeah, we'll get up, go to takeoff, and then uh, we do live all day, and then and then do uh, do the weigh in in the afternoon. So I want to get back. I want to go back to the yeah. Let's go the, back. Let's get back to the wayback machine of the Dave Mercer, the passing man. I got I got okay. off on a tangent because I was a little curious about about your your schedule, but I want to get to more of that. But okay, so here's like I'll answer anything. You used that. to be I, a derber. I know from having you I on did, the yeah. show before, like you were a guy that slept in his truck, like that type of derber, like a Palinic type. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you were that into Durban. Yeah. 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 I mean, what? that's, that's, that's serious. Like you, I think you, you told us before you were with your dad and your brother, you did a lot of fishing with, with them and eventually yeah. branched out to your own individual derber. Like, you just you just left it for for TV. Is that what you did? Or were you not? Did you not feel you were that great at it? Was it frustrating? What, what, what was it? None of the above, really. Um, but I mean, I think everybody has what they're supposed to do. And in my early twenties, I was like, I mean, I didn't. There was never anything that, like, since grade school, I've said I want to fish for a living. But I had no plan with it or anything like that. So. I started fishing tournaments when I was 13, was lucky, did okay, and fished tournaments. And then school was done, I kept fishing tournaments. But I still, even in my early 20s, was like, this life's not for me. Like, I loved the competition, but I just hated that lifestyle and being away as much as you are, um, which is ironic because I'm away. (laughs) Now you're doing it. Uh, but it's different. Like I get to stay at the Hampton and I don't have to worry about charging my boat tonight or anything. Yeah. Um, or catching five fish. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, I, and I have had to be here for a week, you know, beforehand and stuff like that. So, but early on, I, I decided, you know, I was like, and the two things that I've always felt at home doing is fishing and communicating, whether it be through, you know, speeches, like I've won the speech contest, like every year in grade school, it was ridiculous. That's awesome. They had to put, they had to put a rule in. Um, I forget what grade, I think grade seven or whatever. We had a rule came in that you had to write your speech on cue cards because I got busted one year because I just had empty cue cards and made up shit. Nice. The whole thing. Yes. It was a it was a speech in the blue whale. All I know is how it started. I was like, look at the back of this room. That is just the blue whale's tail. And then I went on this crap. But I didn't. I mean, I knew the facts, but I didn't. I've never been good at taking what's in my head and putting it on paper. And really? I was really bad at school. So um, 
so yeah, so I, I kind of won the, those were the two areas that I always felt at home, fishing and kind of entertaining people. Um, I and, uh, and I just, you know, I literally went to Baba Zumi's house. Who's a big deal in Canada. Oh yeah. Uh, big we deal all around show. the world. And he had a beautiful house. And I was like, Bob, how'd you get this house? <laughs> He's like <laughs> TV. And I'm like, perfect. I need to get into TV. Um, and we started a series of, you know, one minute tips that kind of grew and then it became a half hour show. And the weird thing is for, I went to 10 classics before I ever worked a classic for bass, like, you know, working with sponsors and stuff. And I would sit in that arena every year and I'd be like, did I screw up? Like my life is a dream, but I would always be like, man, I, I gave up on this. Like, I'm not saying I could have dominated or anything like that but i think that if i stuck around long enough i would have made a few classics and had an impact and felt you know that feeling so every year i'd be there at the weigh-in and i'd always think man did i really screw up and ironically the way life works out i end up being part of that show anyways you know what i mean like the year before i got hired by bass i sat in the seats and had no idea this time next year you'll be emceeing this thing and that's, that's the crazy nice. thing about life. If you care about stuff enough, work hard enough, and are decent to work with, it's crazy the amount of opportunities that will come your way. And what year was that, Dave, that you started? 11? 2000, like 11, 10? 11, yeah, 2011. 10, 11. Okay. The last one I did in MC was 10. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. Wow. What a long space yeah. trip it's been, as they say. Yikes. Yeah, in some ways it feels really long. In other ways, it feels like it literally just started. Like, I'm like, hey, we haven't been doing this that long. Um, but then there's the other part of you that where you're like, we've been doing this forever. But it's it's the coolest thing in the world. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I already know that one day I'm going to sit on a rocking chair somewhere, hopefully, if I get lucky, and, and be like, man, I was involved with Bass when they made Bass Live. I got to yeah. be part of that. Yeah. I got to be part of the war room before Bass Live. You know, all these different things, and these different evolutions that it's pretty cool to, to, to think that you got to be part of that and work with that entire crew, Tommy, Zona, and the, the entire crew. You know, not just the ones you see on camera, but behind the camera. It's an incredibly um, hardworking group. And uh, it, it's been an honor to, to, to just be a small part of it. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a good it's a good bunch. That that's for sure. And I'm fascinated by Tommy Sanders. There's no doubt about it. The guy just to have one on one combos with him. Guy blows my mind. I don't know. He just says that whatever he says is cool to me. <laughs> I don't know. I oh, like, and it's true. He, yeah. When I first started working with him, I thought he lied. Like we'd go places, and he'd be like, "There's a northern sycamore tree that only buds." every third year or whatever yeah. and i'd be like whatever i got google i'm gonna beat this dude and you'd look and you'd be like evidently he does know crap about stuff um and he's he's incredible like his him and zona i say it all the time like they re we're lucky to have them in our sports because i honestly believe that they could they could host Monday Night Football. They could host the Olympics. They could host anything, and I would want to listen to them. Their chemistry together is incredible. And um, Zona could host dodgeball uh, games too. He would be an amazing dodgeball commentator. Yes, yes, and roller derby probably and, yes. too. Yeah, he would nail that one. Absolutely, he would. 
Uh, he really wants to do golf. Tommy <laughs> likes to do golf. So if you know anyone at the PGA or anybody, um, let Tommy do a golf game. Dang it. I know Jack Nicholson. He's good. From The Shining. I know Jack Nicholson. We could get him in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Set it up. Yeah. Set it up. Why does that not shock you? <laughs> hey, um, last time we had you on the show, you told us all about the hog crawl. Like, well, you didn't tell us all about the hog crawl, but you, like, what is the hog crawl? We knew about that you had a bait that, that you'd brought to the tackle stores and stuff like that. But it was it, one of my failed endeavors, is what it was. Well, what's um, the bait? Like, I'd never asked you no, like, it, what it all looked it like. was, honestly, is a tube jig. Yeah. And I took a craw bait <laughs> and shoved it up the butthole <laughs> of the tube. And that was a hog crawl. And uh, kind of like a, a tube crawl. Well, yeah, but this was long before there was tube crawls or anything like that. For you know what I mean? So it kind of gave a different look. And honestly, it was just a everything I've done is a means to an end. You know what I mean? Like I've been lucky to be involved in stuff like that, been lucky to be involved in different things, but it's all just a means to an end because I love this sport. And hold on, Dave. Hold, hold on. I got to put it in my uh, in my iPhone notes real quick. A note. This is very important. Hold on. Remind Brad Rutherford to make Dave Mercer hog craw maxent shape for Berkeley. Okay. Now we got the Dave Mercer signature hog craw tube jig coming. Oh, up. yeah. So why don't we have years. that? We need a tube craw. At Berkeley, and that's what a perfect. This is apropos, as they say in the uh, in the French passing world. I didn't even know what that means. Yeah, me neither. But, but it I, means it's a good thing. Okay, good, good, good. So, good. can we not? Why can't we pitch this, Dave? I want a tube craw from from Berkeley in Madison. They're coming out at ICAST. This has all been a, a ruse, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. This year, at ICAST, swing by the pure fishing Look Find how they did this. What you've been missing. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, the Dave Mercer Hogcraw accent. Coming soon to a theater near you. I'm all in. I'm all in. All right, no, for uh, real. That's an amazing idea. You gotta admit that is, Dave. Come on. Bring yeah, back the yeah, hog craw. Bring back yeah. the hog craw. Start there the campaign. Been people looking for it. Yeah. The uh -huh. uh, the campaign starts now on the straight cast show. We're begging you in uh, Canada, in America, in uh, everywhere. Jamaica, all around the world. Bermuda, Bahama. Baby, don't you wanna bring the hog craw back to Berkeley? That's where it belongs. Thanks, Dave. Okay. It's been a public service right. announcement for the hog craw, Dave Mercer's original right. bait. Let's see how much juice you got with Brad. I'm calling him, dude. Promise, I'm calling him. He knows. He's already seeing this. He knows. He he already he know, he already knows. Hey, um, what's like? You've done all kinds of great stuff as far as bassing in your life. Cool places, fish, cool lakes. Like, what's a bucket list for you still? Where you want to go? You ever jack peacocks? You ever do that kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah, I've done the peacock trip a few times, and I, that's incredible. Um, what I'd really like to do is I'd like to catch golden dorado. Ooh, I'd like to do yeah, that at yeah. some point. Um, they hit I'd also like to go to Egypt and catch tiger fish. Yes. Um, but those are kind of my bucket lists. Um, okay. Some salt water. I've never caught a permit. I'd like to. I'd like to hammer a big permit. You ever get on that um, tarpon, Dave? On the tarpon or the snooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've caught some big tarpon. Those are awesome. Caught some big groupers. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'd like to. I'd like to. I think those are my bucket list. I mean, tiger. That's the problem. I mean, when you have a cool life and you get to do cool stuff, 
the bucket list just gets re- even more ridiculous. You got to go to countries <laughs> where they're going to shoot at you to catch fish. But and I, I want to that's like everything that you said is something I definitely want to do with the tiger fish a hundred percent as well as I want those um. They're called payaras. They're the vampire fish. They jump in. Oh, I've, I've they, caught them. They're you, awesome. Don't, don't they eat monkeys? I want to use a monkey for bait. Can we do this? Yeah, that, I'm did I, sure. Sorry, Peter. What about Peter? I I think that the monkeys would whoop your. I don't think you could handle them. Larry Dahlberg would hook it and would nose hook it for me, or I or I don't know. Maybe you neck hook them. I don't know. Do you nose hook monkeys or do you do you neck hook them when you're in fishing? I don't know. They just threw poo at me when I saw them in the wild. <laughs> That's what Dahlberg what told really me. Did, did they do that for real? Because Dahlberg got attacked oh, yeah. by them. Yeah, that's yeah, insane. They crap at you. Amazon's yeah, they, a crazy they, place, bud. Yeah, the craziest thing about being in the Amazon, and I've been lucky to be a few times is is not the things you think of like you think i'm gonna see you know an anaconda or something like that or headhunters headhunters quicksand quicksand headhunters all that yeah there is there is people that are don't get exposed to other people in that part of the world but the craziest thing for me was honestly and i tell the story all the time was literally just one day i'm sitting there and a flock of parents just flew over you know what i mean like toucan sam like the whole cereal box full, just flew past and you just you don't think about it you know what i mean and they're like seagulls there <laughs> flock of parrots that band is amazing an 80s band i love them dave yeah and the other thing listen to this the um piranhas not tough at all yeah in the amazon we think of them as tough but really in the amazon they are crappie in our food chain, you know what I mean? Or yeah. a bluegill. And there's so many of them. You cast a rattle bait out the whole way back to the boat, you'll feel boom, boom, boom. They are hitting your bait. They don't hook up a lot because they got small mouths. But there's so many of them, and the guides and stuff will just swim right through them. They won't do anything in a tank. They're tough, but in the Amazon, they are the bottom of the food chain. But they're also tough um on Lake Placid where they gnaw bikinis off of hot babes. We saw that movie in Piranha 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. So, Is that all they, I mean, hopefully they make more. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 so I, the piranhas are, are, yeah, they're basically like just little nothings. Nothing at all. Yeah. You could swim. Yeah. You could swim I, I caught a five-pound piranha when we were down there. And the guide actually did um, a flesh mount. Really cool, like European mount, I guess they would call it. Oh, nice. But, but how they do it is like legit. They basically boil the head of this piranha and um, then they put it in the dirt and leave it overnight. And there's so many like bugs and larvae and stuff. They had bur- unburied in the morning and all the meat and everything's gone from it. It's wild. Unreal. Yeah, you know, don't know how I got it through customs, but I got it back. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Re- related, unrelated, I but I want to tell you the story, Dave. I was over by uh, Leslie and Aaron's house recently, and in, in Leeds over there. And speaking of of uh, skulls, I go in the backyard, and and Jordan, uh, uh, Aaron, and Leslie's daughter is back there. And yeah. she's, she's pressure cleaning a uh, a coyote skull. Dave, that she had, she's like, yeah, I shot it through the heart, Pat. I'm like, right on, Jordan. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> there's, there's things you hear when you hang out with anglers, kids that you never thought you'd hear. Like I remember at one time, um, 
WFM was starting this show with me and it was actually called the Mercer show. And that's the whole reason our podcast is called the Mercer podcast. I hate the name. Okay. To be honest, gotcha. I didn't want it, but the crew that I work with, they're like, Hey, we got a logo. We still, <laughs> so that's why it be- became the Mercer podcast, but Makes this sense. show that we were doing for WFN, I went to interview Randy Hound. This is after he won the Bassmaster Classic. It was kind of like a sit down okay. one-on-one interview. So I'd spend the whole day with him around his house and his family and everything doing these interviews. And Laker was out hunting, like when I first arrived there. And we went to uh, a Mexican restaurant for lunch. This Mexican restaurant, and he has like queso. And Robin Howell turns to him and says, you can't. <laughs> you can't just eat queso for lunch. I mean, you need more than that. And he's like, Mama, I ate two squirrels this morning. <laughs> and I was like, uh, He's proteined up, son. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, he's a big kid now. Yeah, he sure. I've seen him at the BMC. Yeah, he's doing well for himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things you never thought you'd hear. <laughs> he had two squirrels this morning. Well, we yeah. we learned that the, at the BMC also that the Hibden family pretty much survives on deer, which I which kind of like lets you know that their burliness. You know what I mean? Like, bring me out another side of deer. You know, like LFG. Well, what else would they survive? <laughs> on? They're the Hibden. That's what I mean. I'm saying. You know, like just they just tie jigs and eat deer and catch bass. That's. What what else you need to do? <laughs> exactly, man. Well, I'm glad you have a cool adventure list still to do, Dave. For, Always. For ba- yeah. for I, I want to do more with my family, though. That's the big thing that I feel pulling now. Like, I've done all this cool stuff and been lucky enough to go a lot of cool places. But uh, And I think it's something that every parent goes through. Like, as your kids start to get older, you're like, oh, we need to do more together. So uh, I literally, I want to try to bring my family to a lot of places. That's kind of my big drive right now. You ever been to Mexico? Maybe not the place for a family, but you ever been bassing in Mexico? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been okay. to Mexico bassing a bunch of times. I've actually been vacationing. Par- I, I oh, yeah, well, Mexico there. is a I good have... spot for family. Yeah, fighter was just Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was good times. Good yeah. times in Mexico. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm going to Mexico, Dave. I'm so excited for the first time ever. I'm going to Mexico. Where are you going? I don't even know. I didn't even get a passport yet. I don't even know. Yeah, that's probably not going to work out well for you. <laughs> no, I end up. I think that's. Don't how worry, it, my friend. You're going to go to the best lake in all of Mexico. The, Just come, bud. I Ferris Bueller my stuff th- myself through stuff every day. I don't like when it's time to open the email. I'll figure out where I got to go. That's what I'll do. All right. And then you don't, right. don't open the emails until you're ready to do things with them, Dave. I taught you that. And then they don't think they think you didn't see it. Remember? That's bad. Why do you check the read receipts? No, but I think people might. I don't even know where the read receipt is. I, I don't know either. Yeah, don't so know. don't I open don't... it because that's a thing. Because people will be like, I saw you opened my email. <laughs> Tie me to and this. That's what the world's become, though. Because if you don't open the email, you're going to get a text. And if you don't answer that, you're going to get a DM. Yeah. And it's going to be like, hi, I've tried to email you, but you're not answering. I see you've tied me to the tracks and the train is coming. Can you please answer my text? (laughs) Yes. I know. All right. Hey, Dave. What is that laugh for? That was Snidely Snidely Whiplash. That's an old. uh, He's actually a Canadian guy. 
Because he, I know, Sandy Whiplash got a skinny mustache and a top hat. Yeah, and then what was the Canadian guy that was a Mountie? That he was the on the Dudley Do Right, bud. Dudley Do Right, Dudley, it's totally American created Mountie. He, he is. Speaking of American created Mounties, I think America fell in love with you first, Dave. Um, wow, that was a segue right there. Canadian created Mountie. America fell in love with you first. Uh, in your shorts, like for real, we talked a little bit about it before, but I think, I think that's the first place we 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 initially were introduced to to you, Dave Mercer, and it was like, okay, cool, we we need humor in Basson, but I I could tell right away, and 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 for real, I'm being sincere, that it it ran deep with you, and you already said it, you like to catch fish, and you like to entertain, and you found your your place, and I relate to that. I relate to that, Dave. And here's an analogy that you may have never heard before. It's what you did was kind of sleep your way to the top, but it's it's different. Yeah, yeah. Think, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you an analogy now. There's a um, there's a Playboy model, uh, an act, right. an actress, American. Oh yeah, I like it, Jinx. Yeah, yeah. Playboy actress or uh, Playboy model, an actress. She was even married to Jim Carrey, but a very ambitious woman who, quite frankly, did not have to sleep her way to the top. I think she just gave half a handy, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, what she did was she walked up to the door at the Playboy offices in Chicago, and she said, I want to be a Playboy model. I want to be in Hollywood. I want to be in California. I want to be a star. And they're like, wow. No one has ever actually done that before. Now you're wondering, why am I bringing Jennifer McCarthy? You know Jen McCarthy, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. know that about She's her? She's half the reason that people don't, uh, that people think that she started that all anti-vax crap. And then it turns out she's like, oh, damn, it turns out my kid's not autistic. I was totally wrong, world. Sorry. Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just bringing her story into it, and here's your parallel, okay? No, like, well, no. I mean, that. I mean, Jim Carrey, a great Canadian as well. Yeah. Oh, Jim Carrey's Canadian? I didn't even know that. That's pretty cool. Well, no, because when somebody's successful in America, you just assume he's American. That's I thought you were American until I researched the show today. I mean, I had no freaking idea. A I, mean, I had no idea. Keeps going like it does. <laughs> I might be American. You never know. <laughs> God bless the USA and Canada. The uh, no, but <laughs> here's the parallel, bud. Here's what you did, and not a lot of people know this about you, but you knew what you wanted at an early age, and you basically walked up to a TV station in Canada with like an idea, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, I want to be." Of in the fishing deal, I got an idea. Let's do this. And they were kind of like hadn't seen that before either. And yeah, that's kind of what got your start. From from what I know about you, from what you've told me, from what I've heard you maybe tell others, it's like I think I, I think that was the Kindle, and that's the parallel between you and, and Jen McCarthy. Do you get it now? I guess, yeah. I'm I'm Ryan Seacrest and Jen McCarthy all wrapped up yeah, in one. So yeah. you're you're. I mean, I'll be busy on New Year's Eve, anyways. They both usually have a gig on New Year's Eve, and so. you could do it together and get paid twice the amount. Could you imagine? 
You do, man. But you could. I yeah. honestly believe that about life. Like, I really do believe that. If you wanted to do that, if that became your obsession, you would be able to do that. Because how different is that than a dude from Canada is going to host the Bassmasters one day? <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, well, what would you like? What would somebody if somebody would have like and no disrespect, obviously, to anyone involved. But what if somebody said that the race got in 68? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, hey, we're going to have a Canadian uh, MC one day and Ray going to be like, Bill, pull the station wagon up. I got to get the boat back on the rack. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> come on, Billy Dance. Get the, somebody talking about Canadian MCs. We got to go. I don't know how I ended up here. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's, 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 but it shows you like, I, I honestly do believe that. And I tell my kids that every day, I'm like, talent doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't like everybody values talent in every sport. You watch any newscast, they talk about talent and how important it is, but we also see talent get wasted every single day. The only thing that matters in life literally is work hard, work harder than everybody else. And, and, be decent to work with. And I honestly believe that if you're decent to work with and you work harder than anybody else, everybody wants you to be part of their team. Yeah. And that's honestly the only, like, because talent and everything, it goes, it doesn't matter. You talent can be wasted. Talent can be an excuse for so many things, but at the end of the day, everybody would rather work with somebody who they know is going to show up and work their ass off every single day. And that's honestly, the only thing I can say that I've done different than a lot of people is it's you have to be relentless. I mean, you, there is no happily ever after. You can't. I used to think one day I'm going to get this job, but I'm going to be like, <laughs> ah, I can relax. No, you can't. The moment you relax, you're losing ground. Life is like a freaking treadmill and you better keep up or else. You're going to get knocked off the back and be a hit YouTube video laying on your ass. Yeah, everybody's got a hungry heart. If you, if yeah, you, I mean, yeah. so, like Springsteen said, no, you got to, you got to, yeah. you got to keep on top to run. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep on, on top of it, Dave. And, and it's, uh, and yeah, you're, you're in it to win it as evident from an early age. You wear a lot of hats, as we said, like, what's your favorite hat? Pick a favorite hat. Oh, that's tough. Um, MC Dave. Podcast well, my favorite Dave. hat is dad and husband. Okay, well, yes, hat, but that's a boring answer for no, everybody. no, and that's obviously um, the most important answer for real. But I'd say, I'd say probably. I mean, I love hosting a show, but I think the oddity that I ended up with the job at Bass, and it's such a rare job. It's such a I mean, I've always used the analogy. It's like being, it doesn't matter how talented you are. You could be the funniest stand-up comic of the time. The Tonight Show is not often hiring. Yeah. So it's yeah. so many things. <laughs> and, and Bass is the same. There's probably people who are way better MCs than me. But damn, I'm not going to do anything to lose this job. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter how good you are right now. I'm going to keep trying to keep this job as long as I can. And... It, it, and so I, I guess if I had to say one hat being my favorite, probably the MC thing, just because because it's so like it's bizarre. Like yeah, no, how it's did amazing. that work out? It's an amazing thing. And here and here's something that you you brought to mind, Dave, when you were talking about 
the people that are have longevity in this business, I notice as a fan of the sport, because ultimately that's that's what I am. That you all have one thing, and you all have the BDE. You, it's the bass dictated energy. Everybody that realizes that the bass is center and stays that way seems to have some longevity in the sport. Agree or disagree with me, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'd, I'd agree. Um, and if we didn't learn something in the last number of years, it's, there's always the next guy up and, and I don't mean that as an insult, but you know, the best at whatever job is everything's temporary. You know what I mean? And when you start to think that we don't matter, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't matter. My job Dude, as an I is incredible and I'm thankful for every bit of it, but, but I don't matter personally. That microphone matters. The microphone that I'm lucky enough to hold in the stage that I'm lucky enough to stand on matters because if that goes away tomorrow, I don't matter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't, um, and I didn't want that to sound bad, but I, it's true. It's like, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, at one time it seemed like unfathomable that Bass would be without Denny Brower. Yeah. But they moved on. You know what I mean? And that, that is the amazing thing about Bass. I mean, it's. it's but Denny Brower's back at Bass in his heart. Just so you know, Uncle Denny's. Okay. Yeah. I don't think he ever left. No, he never. I mean, and. I'm happy that I got to introduce one of his wins, which was a big bucket list for me. Yes. Um, but but what I'm saying is, is like, we're all just very lucky. I hate, the, the thing I hate about fishing is we spend so much time focusing on bull crap and like, it could be so much better if we did this. What if we charged for the classic? What if we did this? What? What if you just stop back and look and be like, there's a freaking arena full of people yeah. willing to cheer a dude holding some fish up with a bunch of fireworks. Pretty awesome. It's way better than we ever imagined. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is this is everything that's happening right now is everything that Ray Scott dreamed of. And we're lucky to be living it. Yeah. Even the Canadian MC. Ray Scott may have even yeah. dreamed of that. You never know. He may have. No, I don't know if he dreamed of me. But Ray's, <laughs> Ray's been good to me. Ray actually get, sent me a rod to the classics. So Did I'm he really? Thankful. That's awesome. Yeah. I never met Ray. That's one of the, the guys in the industry I've never crossed path with. I, I, I hear that, you know, he's in uh, uh, in maybe not the best of health these days. or but So I don't know. Will, will we ever see Ray Scott around again, or is that done, Dave? As far as... Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's up to Ray, but... Um... Uh, I I think that um, I mean that's up to Ray. I mean I, I I communicate with him and and I see him every once in a while. I'd like to see him more, but I don't. Um, but I think that's up to him. And there's also like I think when you shine so bright as Ray Scott did, I mean like you can't even compare what I do to what I, he did. I mean, dude rode into arenas on <laughs> elephants. Yeah. Shot himself out of cannon <laughs> and did all the coolest, uh, most bizarre stuff ever. So amazing. But I think when you shine so bright, it's almost like when you look at anybody, you know what I mean? Like, well, look at all great stand-up comics and stuff as they age. I mean, it, 
because that shines so bright, I think in some ways it's cool to have Ray the way he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that that's what we're always going to remember. The I, Ray I, I see where stage. you're going. Yeah. I, I like it. I like it, Dick. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's an amazing man. He is uh, him and, you know, I'm in touch with Bob Cobb all the time. I mean, yeah, it's good to see Bob. him. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know, yeah. so cool, dude. Amazing. Yeah, no, he's great. And, and, and bass fishing has changed his life too. Like in multiple times, not just from the early days, but I mean, Bob lost his wife and, and Bob was lost, oh, wow. like literally lost, you know, like okay. did not know what he was anymore or where he was. Like, you know, wow. you know what I mean? Like it, it was disconnected. And that's the whole reason he wrote that book because he wanted the stories to be told, but it also brought him back to the industry. And, and that's the amazing thing. When you sit, like I sat at the live set at the classic and the whole time I'm on live, I'm watching it. Bob Cobb's standing up, signing autographs for people and just loving every single minute of it. Like, I'm sure he didn't get out of bed for like the next week afterwards, <laughs> but it was awesome yeah. to see um, what bass fishing has given him and not just his job, but even post job. I mean, it's uh, he's a special part of the sport. He, he right? sure, he sure is remember that. an icon of the Bass Galaxy, no, no doubt about yeah. it. And it's great to see him still around, for sure. I want to talk about Road Dave, you know, Dave on the okay. road a little bit. All right. And, and, and everybody, no matter what, no matter who you are, in what profession, gets frustrated in life, at things, at their occupation, at their job, at life. What, what's your coping mechanism? What's like Dave Mercer's reset button what's your your coping mechanism what do you do to on the road yeah on the road or whenever like actually when... <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I, I don't have to have a big coping mechanism because i don't think a lot of people ever wonder where they stand with me you know what i mean like i'm a very passionate person sure and and that shows in good ways and in bad ways. You know what I mean? Like if something's not right on stage or something, you know, like I, I'll be voiceful about that. So I don't feel that. I feel like, again, we ain't, we're not curing cancer. We have a trivial little job. We got to decide who has the five biggest bass each day. And I, we got to yell some stuff about them. I, I try not to get too stressed about, it. I mean, the only thing I really get stressed about, to be honest, is travel. Like, I mean, if they would invent a teleporter, I'd never be stressed <laughs> because <laughs> be nice. I mean, you just hate being away all the time. Hot tub but, time uh, machine. Yeah. And there's a good way to deal with stress. <laughs> a hot tub time machine. <laughs> I'm just curious. I didn't know, like, you know, I, you know, it just seems, you know, a lot of people remove themselves from situations for a moment or whatever. Yours, yours seems to be, like you said, okay, if there's something seems to be bothering you about production at the time or whatever, you kind of just nip it in the bud. Is that a fair assessment? I, I'd say. Um, and, and I also realize that there's only so much stuff you need to be worried about. You know, we spend way too much time stressed about crap, you know, like it, it's um, things are pretty good. I mean, I, it just I don't I don't think that I get that stressed outside of travel and everything. I'm I'm a pretty mellow dude. Um, you seem that way. You seem a little you seem calm, cool and collected when I see you on the road. That's for sure. What's I'm a, pretty calm. 
I mean, I get, I get like things bother me. Unprofessionalism bothers me. Like when people don't take things serious, like stupid things, like making sure you continue to put a podcast out every single week, you know, stupid stuff like that, like different things. When I make commitments, it doesn't matter whether I'm, because half the stuff that I do, I make nothing from. Um, it's not a financial end, but it's like a, you, you, my parents, always taught me you need to follow through. I mean, if you say you're going to do something, do tenfold of what you said you were going to do. Um, and, I, and I always like, and I think there's a weird thing in the world now where people are very lackadaisical. People are very like, ah, I'll get another opportunity or screw that guy. It's not my fault. Um, so yeah, that, those are the only things that really bother me. The, hey, I got to tell you, like I'm, I might be that guy. Like, I'm not going to do a podcast every week. Like, I just be like, but I don't think I'm being lazy about it because I have a but that's not what's, I have a method to my madness. Okay. I think a lot of lazy people say that. Pat. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> hey, I know you're right. You're right about that. I'll give you that. Touche. But no, it's like I, uh, there's, I do have a, have a reason why I wouldn't do a podcast every week. Just, no, and that's different. But what I'm saying is like, when I make a commitment to do certain things, uh, I believe it's important to follow through. And the, and the podcast was just one example. It doesn't matter what it is. You know what I mean? Like if you if you are lucky enough to do this, you be, like the, the weirdest thing in our industry is people that don't return media people's calls and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it's such, it, there was a time that nobody was calling me. So as much as part of me, hated to even think of doing this podcast with you the night before a tournament. You know what I mean? Like, I'm be totally honest. I'm like, oh, I got to do this. I get it, bud. But the other part of me is like, thank God I'm getting asked to do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I get it. And I and that's the thing when I do, like, I'm not necessarily a, a, a 100% weekly kind of guy. I just do shows. Like, I'm doing a damn, I'm doing a freaking show. Not that anybody else doesn't, but I'm, I'm showing. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. But it doesn't, I mean, there is method to madness when you don't like it's don't get hung up on the fact that I said a podcast. It's just, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you weren't nabbing you know at what me. I mean? It's <laughs> like, like, I hate the fact that last year, the day, first day of Santee Cooper, I didn't do the wang because I had strep throat. I hate that. I hate the fact that I missed two events. Like, I hate. To me, it's like you got an opportunity to always show up um, no matter what. And um, so, yeah, no, I'm aware of that way. That stuff drives me crazy. But I, I think as you get older, you get just a little bit more chill. Like I used to freak out about a lot of stuff. Now I'm just very chill. I get it. And, I'm, and, I, and yeah. I actually cope with things the same way you do because it, I, I, are, I like to talk about things as they happen, you know, like yeah. instead of letting things stew. You and I have had conversations in the past on the phone about things and gotten yeah. and gotten through things, and that's why yeah. just like when you brought up now about I was just making sure you weren't talking about me with the being lazy. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not talking. I would tell you. Would You'd that. call. You would call me and say, "Pat, stop being lazy." I know you would. <laughs> no, it, but it's not. It's not that. It's I'm just like just because. Like I just feel like when you commit to do something and and. You didn't commit to do a podcast every week. You're you right. do your show when you do your show. 
but I made a commitment to a lot of people that I said, I'm going to do this every week. And um, it's so it doesn't tiring. matter whether you're making <laughs> zero money from it. What's that? I said it gets tiring, Dave. I mean, again, it's easiest. It's an easy job and not saying anything like that. But it's just the the it's again, like being an MC, as you know, uh, also being a podcast host. It's it's those hats have their. Their toughness to them. <laughs> yeah, but I never get tired of the actual job. Like if I had somebody to book all of them, um, I, that's the only part I dislike about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like I hate that. I just, I mean, I'm too close to a lot of guys, to, first of all, because I'm like, I know how busy you are, and I don't want to bug you to do I a know. podcast. I get it now. Yeah. But then you do them, and uh, so I always enjoy doing them. Yeah. And I, you know what, um, Dave? I think there's plenty of living room as far as podcasts where we're talking about it. There's plenty of living room for everybody to do them. And I think that they, for the most part, that the podcasts do benefit the angle. It's not just being biased as a as a talk show host, but I think that uh, a lot of times the anglers don't realize how it benefits their brand by doing these shows. Well, I think they do, but I just think there's a lot of them. There's an awful lot of them, and a lot of them that don't get very much traffic. And I get that you got to build and you got to do whatever, but it's it's a lot. Like you have to understand, like Jason Christie doesn't get ten invites; <laughs> he gets. A hundred invites. No, you I know get what it. I mean? so, no, I get so, it. Um, and to be honest, dude, I never wanted to do a podcast. Like the, the, the what the Mercer podcast became was never anything that I had envisioned doing. Um, I just ended up in a situation and I was like, well, I'm not going to stop doing a podcast because somebody said I should stop doing a podcast. I'm, like, the, You want to guarantee I'll do something? Tell me not to do it. And, uh, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so, so to be honest, and that's maybe part of the reason that I'm having so much fun doing the panger thing, because it is different. Like, I don't like to do things the same as everybody else. And, and I think our podcast is finding its way to be something a little different we don't talk a lot about a lot of things that other podcasts talk about um but but ultimately it's two talking heads into a zoom machine sure and a lot of that out there and uh and dave you're doing a good job at it i like i like that and you said it before there's and I don't mean to be disrespectful, to, and I won't name shows, but there's a lot of shows that don't seem that they prepare for the shows. And I don't think that might necessarily, that might be disrespectful to the anglers. You know what I mean? Like, have a point of order when you're going to have this and not just, uh, you know, tell me how it was, was to win the Bassmaster Classic. Go. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of that, bud. Yeah. 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 It's uh but I mean, that's the cool thing about podcasts too. I mean, you, there's an audience for all of it. There's some stuff that I'm like, why would anyone listen to this? But there's people at the edge of their seat going, wow, this is incredible stuff. So there's a lot um, of living that, room. That is the cool thing about today's world, that there is an audience for everything. It doesn't matter whether in the past networks and people in power decided who was going to make it here and there. Now, People actually do. You know, it's the first time in history where a 19-year-old kid with a cell phone literally has as much power as Coca-Cola. In the past, they never did because they would block them out of the (laughs) magazines, block them off TV, whatever. And now it's the great equalizer. 
Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, man. And and just quite frankly, I never in a million years thought that I personally would make a living being a, a talk show host at, at Bass Fishing. When I was a little boy, I wanted to be a pro bass fisherman. That's what I wanted to be, or a rock star. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, it's just unfathomable what this whole industry it's pretty cool gig yeah it's pretty it's pretty neat dave hey um yeah i want to go back to road dave a little bit back to road dave like uh, not, yeah, i'll tell you what road dave really needs to do road dave really needs to pee so <laughs> can you like play some patio music and tell a story while i pee a- absolutely go pee all right go yeah. amongst yourself we'll yeah right no he's he's the- <laughs> hey change do you have any um any like uh benny hill type stuff all right, I'm going to tell you a story about the about the Bassmaster Classic. Are right, you ready? And time Mercer's pee too. This is the first ever timed uh, bathroom break, potty break. All right, so Ginch, going to the Bassmaster Classic, running through. Who do I see? Who basically picks me up? Basically picks me up with one hand and says hello. Guess who could pick me up with one hand? Who? Buff. Yeah, old Buff, Dustin Bufflin. Oh gosh, yeah. I was like, "What the heck are you doing here?" And I proceeded to take Buff to his house, and he had a uh, Airbnb in the hood. Buff was not scared. That's my Bassmaster Classic story while Dave Mercer peed. Thank you. Hey, welcome back. Dave Mercer. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. <laughs> That's quick. That was a quick bladder release. Good job. Well, I, I, I put my all into it. <laughs> I am a professional. <laughs> I can tell. And speaking of all into it, back to the road, Dave. What's your guilty pleasure on the road? Like, what's your guilty pleasure? What's a treat? Like, you have a great day. What do you besides having a drink? But what's what's a guilty pleasure for Dave Mercer for a little reward for yourself? Um, <laughs> um I'm trying to think. Uh, I guess like a shake. I like shake. Me too. Shakes I love good. ice cream. I yeah, ice cream's good. I mean, it's like caulking. You've always got room for ice cream. <laughs> um, what's your favorite flavor? If you're talking ice creams, but. Oh, I go, I go strawberry. Okay. Go, I'm pretty simple. Strawberry or like a raspberry ripple or something like that. Okay. What's the best store Fruity. brand? Store brand of uh, of ice cream. Like you're going in the, uh, whatever your stores are in Canada. What's the store brand that you buy? Uh, I have no idea, but I like Bluebell ice cream, which is in America. So I'll Boop. pick that. Okay. I like Haagen-Dazs. I love the Haagen-Dazs, especially Haagen-Dazs yes. strawberry. Overdone. I don't Overdone. know, bud. That Hagen Dazs strawberry is pretty special, Mercer, with the chunks and everything. Come on, uh, talking uh, to an ice cream what, guy. What is the other one in in uh, Vermont? What's the big one? Uh, the Ben and Jerry. But they ben did something against police officers, and I don't like them anymore. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Did they really, or was it just something that? I don't know. It might have not been true on the internet. I don't know. I gotta look it up. But they 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 did they, they they used monkeys for bait. They did. They did the the cherry Garcia. Yeah, I like. <laughs> well, I like Garcia. cherry Garcia too. I'm not gonna lie. It's, yeah, it's pretty. And they had. Um, they they have one because I got a bunch of people sent it to me. Um, Boom Chakalaka. They, they have a new flavor. Oh, so, interesting. Uh, and they have I'm Funky Monkey. Try the boom Chakalaka. 
they have the funky monkey too. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that'd be my guilty pleasure, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm uh had a lot of pleasures in my life. I'm trying to cut down on pleasures to be honest. <laughs> I get you too, Dave. Like I I'll be honest with you, like I just love Coca-Cola and I love ice cream. I, I just really have a problem with both of those. Like uh, I love um, most of the world does have a problem with those. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just such good. They're God's nectar. Like Coca-Cola and ice cream. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Do you like ice cream floats? I'd like I've it all. Well, I here's what I do. I'll be honest with you. If I'm making an ice cream float, it's going to be a root beer one. And there's going to be more ice cream in it than just like float. You know what I mean? It's going to be okay. lo- more like a thinner root beer shake. If that makes sense okay. to you, I like okay. that we're talking ice cream. We could, I could do this forever. Like I'm an, yeah, ice, yeah I'm some. I like I make shakes, amazing shakes. Like get this, Dave. So I'll take different flavors. Like for example, we'll take a little strawberry Hagen Dazs. Okay, maybe a little um, banana split beans. Right, I mix it up with a little vanilla quick. You know the vanilla quick milk. Right, yeah. you, you following me? Wasted it. Yeah, like the, yeah, the, yeah. No, no, no. This is the actual milk form. I'm pouring it in. It's the milk because I'm making a shake now. Is what okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing. And then I add cap. I I add oops all berries from Captain Crunch. You're not with the cr- Captain Crunch in it, but just oops all berries. That's a milkshake right there. I promise you, it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it definitely sounds it. Yeah, I'd definitely like to make sounds- you one. I'd like to make you one sometime, Dave. I'd like you to try it. Yeah. Yeah, it's an oops, I, I, I would do that. It's I an oops all. It's, it's an oops all strawberry shake. But anyway, on the serious I, business, we got to go serious here because I still want to find out <laughs> a bit more about you. Because I'm asking you questions in case you haven't noticed. I, I relate to you a little, Dave. So I'm asking you some questions here. So all right, kind of. I'm trying to figure. I'm Eddie Vedder's not cutting it for me as my therapist. So now you're my therapist too. But okay, listen. Okay. So you're Dave the funny guy. You've said it before. Like you're, you know, you're. You're a you're a funny guy, right? You consider yourself that. Um, I think that most, um, yeah. I mean, that's where the way I've related to people my whole life. Yeah. Um, I, I I think it. You know, I don't know. I think everybody has humor different ways, but I I you know it's always been a go to. You know, for me, like you know that. I, like I don't even like horror horror movies or anything like that. Like that's so okay. I like happiness. Like I literally, my wife and kids make fun of me all the time. I'm like, why are we watching this? Like we don't need to watch people dying on <laughs> ER and stuff like that. That's <laughs> happening in the world. Let's just watch happiness. Like I mean, so yeah, no, that's always been something that I've always um, related with. I guess I don't know. I think fun being funny is is a relative term. Like it depends. It depends funny, haha, or funny. There's times where, I mean, funny in itself, just the word at its basis. I mean, if I say that Pat's really funny, <laughs> it could be a good thing. But if I'm like yeah, Pat, there, he's funny. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. But like you, so I, I think I'm a funny guy. I think you're a funny. Like, and maybe it's a, maybe it's a coping mechanism too. Maybe back to coping, like humor could be a coping mechanism for, for guys like Well, yeah, no, 
I, and I think everybody's crap like goes back to something like, dude, I'd moved from Ireland when I was five years old. I love to talk to people. I used to <laughs> like when I went to grade school, I had a really cute accent, I guess. Nice. Um, and teachers would literally like set me on the desk and tell me to tell stories. So uh, evidently I found that was a way to get attention and, and feel good. So um yeah, it's their fault, I guess. I don't know. I, I thought it was amazing that we learned last time you were on the show that Van Morrison is your dad. That was really cool. He is not. Fake he's news. Not. He, yeah. he would like to be. He would like <laughs> to be. Your mom did date him once, though. That is true. Yes. Yes. He did. It's pretty did cool. Pretty Morrison. cool, Mercer. <laughs> it was a fantabulous oh, very... night for a romance. Pretty yeah. Nice. But yeah. You, but you... Uh, too bad my mom's name's not Gloria. Yeah. But it is. <laughs> um, I should tell people that, you know, Gloria, that was my mother. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, so that, again, my dad was an entertainer, you know what I mean? So a lot of it comes from that, you know, like the always, I mean, Irish people know how to talk and I guess I yeah. just live up to that. Yeah, I, I relate again. I relate again. Here's the, here's the, here's the the curse maybe it's not a curse but maybe this sometimes i think this way tell me if you think this way so a lot of times um people may put it let's let me use you as an analogy so okay. you know a ton of facts about fishing get a facts of fishing you know a lot about fishing <laughs> voila um but maybe because of the funny guys maybe don't necessarily get the credit for knowing as much as they do. Does that make sense to you? Like, maybe Curly in the Three Stooges was a genius. We just don't... You know what I mean? It's like, do you see where I'm going with this, Dave, or no? Uh, I see where you're going, but I don't know that I agree. Like, in my instance, I honestly believe at one point in my career, I pulled away from trying to be that guy because to do my job at bass it requires me to be that guy i'm the guy that's introducing the guys i don't yeah. need to tell you when i'm standing beside davy height one of the biggest mistakes anybody on air makes is is they try to be everything you can only be what you are and and, and you'll only be happy and successful when you are yourself in my opinion Agreed. So, and, and the truth is you need to be, so for example, I might know a lot of stuff about fishing for a lot of different species, but when I'm standing beside a Bassmaster Classic champion, nobody on earth gives a crap about what I have to say about fishing. You know what I mean? So I feel that in many ways, uh, like if I look at my career before bass, I was doing a lot more of that kind of stuff, a lot more educational stuff yeah. and that. And I feel like Without, like, it wasn't a plan or anything. It's just a natural progression to do that job properly. You need to realize that you're only on that stage. The only reason I'm on that stage is to try and make that stage brighter and more impactful for the angler. Not for me. I'm not on there for me. My, my image should, like, there's no part. Like, when I go out and do whatever, that is literally all just to get people to cheer for anglers because they get one moment yeah. in this sport, and you want to make it their moment. Um, so I think intentionally at some point I 
focused less on that and more on entertaining and joking and stuff like that. So I would say that, yeah, I guess people will perceive that, but I don't like, I mean, Gerald Swindle is one of the funniest dudes on earth. I don't think anybody thinks any less of him as an angler that, you know, I think it all depends on what you put out there. No, I get, I get it. And I think maybe it's, yeah, exactly. It's what you, what you put out there and how you handle the role and the balance of, cause I mean, let's face it, look at old Zona tapes, man, like 2006 elite series. The guy was like a wildcat, bud, like taking swings at Sanders and just saying like crazy silence of the lamb crap and like nutty stuff that like calling, calling way back then. He's like, and, uh, and, and Jerry McInnes is, is like Gary Busey back there, you know, address <laughs> Jerry, you, you know what I mean? Like, but like. It's like, but you find the balance. Do you get what I'm saying? You find the balance. Yeah, and I, and, but I also think that it's, it's that zone is still there. I that know. Zone is, but the difference is now, instead of a one-hour show, you see six hours of zona. So you can't be that all the time. And I, and I also Makes think sense. that people, people just, you know, evolve and change. And, and zona... I'm sure is no different than anybody else. He wants to be better at his job and evolve at his job. So I feel like like Jagger, one of the most, yeah. But one of the most unjust things to do is to spec Jagger to be Jagger, the same Jagger he's always been. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. You should evolve and you should change and be different. Because what happens, Dave? And you just hit on the next point of order here is that if you don't have a way of fluctuating. Or, or changing, you become a parody of oneself. We've seen it in musicians constantly. You know, like, even though Mick Jagger may be a parody of himself now. <laughs> but he evolved. But he's so iconic. Yes. He can't not be a parody of himself. Like, he, he, he is a character. You know what I mean? Like, nobody knows who Mick Jagger is. Very few people get to know. And, and I will say the exact same thing about Zona. Very few people know who Mark Zona totally is. Right. And very few people know who I am. But that's also not what people want, Pat. Like, to be honest, I mean, I deal with it all. The, like, when we talked the other day, when I was talking to you at home and I'm exhausted, you're like, you sound tired. Like, if I talk to anybody and I do not exude the same level of energy, people are like, oh, what is wrong with you? I get well, it, too. Yeah. Dude, you can't be on fire forever. Like you, you'll burn out. I get it's, it. So it's it's. Um, but I mean, all great things. Like they're all. Thank God, people want to see a certain thing. You know, because there's a lot of people who don't have those problems, and and um, and I don't think I have problems. You know what I mean? I just feel it's just part of being in the public. You know what I mean? You get, and, and we get the best dude, like really, like you go to the Bassmaster classic and a bunch of people will stop you and ask you for pictures and sign things. And then you can go to the mall and those same people will cut you off with their grocery. Or the ramp or the, the boat time. ramp. The <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool though. What a cool life though, Dave, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, very you gotta, cool. Yeah, you got it. It's very cool. The, uh, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it, it's beyond describable. Like when I look at the things that I've been lucky enough to experience and be part of, it, it's, 
it's unfathomable. It's the same reason I tell people like everybody's going to tell you to write your five-year plan. It's important to write things down, but it's also important not to write things down because if I had it written down a five-year plan and five <laughs> years before I got the job at Bass, I had to put on, okay, I'm going to be the Bass MC and everything. Everybody would laugh you out of the room. So don't ever give people, I mean, I've always like, there's part of me and this is going to sound a little arrogant, but I've always said like, if I wanted to be an actor, I feel like I'd be an actor. Like if I really wanted to, you know, at one time I was dabbling in stand-up, and I still to this day feel like if I quit this and I really wanted to be a stand-up comedian, I could be. But again, you would have to do exactly what you did. Everybody does here and invest everything in it. But All if you're in. willing to invest All in. everything in it, as long as you don't stop working for a dream, I mean, you can't not achieve it. You know what I mean? Like, I do feel that way about a lot of things. Like, it's one of the worst things we do is tell people to be sensible. Be sensible. You know, don't go do the secure thing. Well, there's plenty of people that did the secure thing and failed. So if there's going to be a chance of failing, you might as well do something you love. Yeah, but that was really cool, Dave, by the way, how you said that, too. And it's as simple as it is. It's people that don't succeed stop before the dream. They give up before the dream. I mean, as dumb or not dumb, but as simple as that sounds, it's really like nails it, bud. Like any think about your dream. Like if you just would, you know, like ah, I could work at the uh, I could have went and worked at the bait store. You know what I mean? But no. You could have settled with the hog craw, made a couple thousand of them for a few years, done well. <laughs> but, well. I just think that also, like, success is a measuring stick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, you, you don't, um, success to people is different things. Like, do, do I think I'd be any less happy if I was introducing tournaments in Canada. No, I I'd know. still be just as happy. I wouldn't have this yearning that I have to do that. But I do have a part of me that's like, if you get an opportunity, do it. Take, you know, eat. I'd rather try something and fall flat on my face than not try it at all. Um, so yeah, like push yourself and get uncomfortable, you know, do <laughs> things that comfortably awkward. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The hey, so what's it like? I got to ask you with with the whole bass thing. Like you spend a mm-hmm. lot of time on the road, obviously. And who's yeah. who's your bestie? Like who's your bass bestie? And as far as work buddy, who's your work buddy that you hang out with the most on the road? Overstreet. Yeah, I figured. I figured. Yeah, me and Jor. I mean, my wife showed up to the classic, and one of the first things she said to Overstreet was like. She was like, well, I knew you guys were staying in different hotels this week, so I wasn't going to get in the way if I came to the Classic this year. (laughs) Um, Because me and Overstreet hang out every day. I mean, he's... uh, I I have a lot of friends on the road. I'm very lucky, but Overstreet and me eat more meals together throughout the year than than anybody else. I like how you're a big daddy to the Canadians, too. Like, I remember... Yeah, you are. My big daddy? Yeah, you really are, kind of. Because, like, if you tell them to, 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 to wise up, they wise up. I'll give you an example. So, staying only with... For, only for short periods Yeah, Yeah, time, for just, it, it goes away to way. They do it again, <laughs> Dave. You know that. So, I won't name which Johnston it was, Corey. But the, yeah, we, it was the Pickwick tournament. 
All right, now last year, and he did yeah. something about about some post or something, and yeah. and uh, and here comes a uh, it comes a knock on the door. Tunk tunk tunk. Oh shit! Who is it? Mercer. <laughs> comes Dave. I gotta talk to you, Corey. You and Corey is like mafia shit. He's like Canadian mafia. And you're like, come here, Corey. I'm gonna talk to you. Corey come back like a little manchichi with his ha- tail between his legs and. He didn't. He behaved the rest of the tournament and made the top ten, Dave. I mean, so whether you knew it or not, well, I just I think that I had a discussion with Corey that many people had with me at different times in my life. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of your job to try and, and and I am very proud to have those three guys on tour and um and sometimes Corey screws up and he needs to get talked. <laughs> Saturday night, Corey. <laughs> It's, it's it's not like I didn't expect that. Like when they were coming here, I knew there'd be issues with Corey. But um, I mean, the- dude, I mean, you said that there'd be issues. Here's an issue we need, and I and I think the Johnstons are perfect for it, and 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 hockey's the perfect Canadian sport to to bring this uh, out in Bassin. Like we need chirping. We need guys like. You know, like in wrestling, bud, you're a huge wrestling fan. Like, think about it, Dave. What if we had that oh, in Bassett? All in, yeah. Like, are are the anglers too thin skinned? Could it never happen? Yeah, I, I feel like they're too scared. I feel like they will. I feel like our sport evolves. Like, I think you have to understand our sport's very young. Like, when you compare it to other sports, you know, um, in like the 50 years old, you know, yeah. most sports are in the hundreds, over 100 <laughs> years old. <laughs> So I feel that Back everything evolves in, in time. And and I think that we have much more vocal anglers today than we probably had five years ago, six years ago. And I feel like six years from now, they'll get even more vocal. And, and I feel like our sport is kind of stuck in that weird little, like I do believe it's important to be respectful and everything. But then I also believe that Every once in a while, you've got to rip your sleeves off and stand up on the Bassmaster Classic stage with a fur coat <laughs> and just watch what the crowd does. I mean, it's awesome. And and I do love how all the anglers are getting their own, their own, you know, personalities. But I think that, yeah, there's not a lot of chirping that goes on, but, but it's always been stifled in the past. If you chirped, you were told to be quiet. So I feel like... Um, they chirp in the background. We just yeah, gotta get that's to do exactly right. Like we had Hank Parker on a couple weeks ago, and he was telling us how like Ray, like Ray Scott would make Hank and Bo Dowden have a foot race, and he'd be like, he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get you, Slim." You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, that was the behind the scenes chirping. We need stuff like that. You know what I mean? How cool would it be to have bass and chirps, bud, and the guys going off on each other on? On stage, like you know, Rob Robertson and Swindle would be the perfect guys to start that kind of thing, chirping other people. You know, well, I think they do. I think they do a little bit. I mean, they chirp a little bit, but they. I mean, it'll happen. I mean, I'm sure. Especially, I Corey. wish Corey and Chris would go full letter Kenny. Give your balls a talk. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I would love it. I would love it if they did. Hey, I know you got a big day tomorrow, and I'm not going to keep you much longer. Just a couple things. I, I got to ask you, Dave, because I don't know these questions about you. They may be selfish, but I need to know right now. So what's Dave uh-huh. Mercer's all-time band? Like, what's the band that is your your band forever? 
Oh, dude, I have such eclectic music taste. I literally like everything from Willie Nelson to like the greatest concert I've ever attended in my entire life was Willie Nelson. Interesting. Um, uh, The first concert I ever attended in my entire life was Pink Floyd. Oh. Um, And uh, I also saw Run DMC. Um, But come on, you got one that's right in the heart. Right in the heart. You know, like something that just... It's always good times for you. Something that's just always good time music. For me, it's the Stones. I mean, I I can. Yeah, I, Stones are good. Um, I think the, I think the Stones are the greatest band of all time. Yeah. I think I think that the um, the Beatles are the most important band of all time. Interesting. Because I think that they inspired everybody. Um, I'm a big Elton John fan. A lot of like right. I, I mean I, I just. Um, so I don't really have like one, like I, I, I like a lot of different, you know, the, I like new red dirt country. Like I like whiskey Myers, Heck I like yeah. a lot of Billy string. Yeah. But, but probably like I'd say Willie Nelson's my favorite, but I, you know, like I love all the greats. Like I would love to have seen a Bob Marley concert. I'd love to, you know, things like that, I think, but, I, but all over the place, I'd say I can't pick one. Like, it literally, um, literally all over the place is my playlist. Um, everything, but you know what I hate? I hate like hard metal, like some of that. It's just, again, I don't like being angry. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I like happy music. I do I too. Here's Nirvana I, sucked. I don't get Pink Floyd, like no disrespect to Pink Floyd, but Pink Floyd doesn't make me happy. And I like happy music. For the most part, but I too. feel like at that time, people weren't searching for the music to make them happy. There was other things. <laughs> and if you go chasing happy. rabbits, no, no, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> the, no, but I, I get it, man. But like, I don't know what band didn't do it for you. Like, give me a band, a specific band. You said a, like a genre, but what's a band that didn't do it? Like, what don't you get? Nirvana. Nirvana. Nirvana? Yeah. yeah it's, uh, and I like the Foo Fighters. But I just <laughs> but thought not Nirvana. Nirvana was horrible. Like I think that um it just was never my thing. Um, but uh yeah, no, Nirvana, the whole grunge movement, it was just like that's to me, you look at that came along and the world got miserable. That was like the the, the green light for everyone to be like, eh, I'm depressed. <laughs> and, and we we haven't dug our way out of it. You ever see the goth kid in South Park that just like smokes and turns and yeah, man. That's that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but but like I like entertainers. I like people that can put on a show. Um I like I think the best halftime show that we've ever had, like that argument, like it doesn't matter who the halftime show is at the Super Bowl, half the world's gonna think it's the worst ever, and the other half the world's gonna think it's the best ever. But I think the best halftime show that stands out for me is probably Bruce Springsteen. Because oh. it was like a straight up like it was just him and his band, and he ran around like a madman yeah. and put on a show. I thought you were um, going to say Janet Jackson's nipple was the best ever. Did you see? Did you see Miley Cyrus's nipple this year? I it didn't, didn't see near, it. Yeah, I, I screen grabbed it. I have it in my phone. Oh, send oh, that to sorry. me. Sorry, did I say that aloud? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to see it. The but uh, am I uh, actually? I heard it was on the New Year's special or whatever. And then isn't this what we're talking about? The New Year's special or no? No, it wasn't. Yeah, I guess it was New Year's. It wasn't. Yeah, Super Bowl was. Yeah, uh, she had a, a, a wardrobe malfunction. 
Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. It happens. I want to see He's it. a man with boobs. I understand. Moobs. <laughs> 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 They're moobs, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you like There's entertainers, something. man. You like movies. Like, all right, last stuff, and I know you got to go, and I'm, but a, a couple more, a couple more. Like, what is the the Dave Mercer movie? What's the one you watch over, over and over? The one that makes Dave happy. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Um, and if you watch away, and I did not know this until Eric Lopez, who I worked with, brought it up a number of years ago. He's like, do you realize how many Happy Gilmore references you make through a way in? And I'm like, no, but it turns out I make a lot of them. And like, give me an um, example. Like, I, I'm trying to picture one that you do. Well, I always talk with the Happy Gilmore Jack, and I, I've, I've dropped a few. Happy learned how to putt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just come out of. It's like Happy Gilmore Tourette's that you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. They do come out of weirdness. But I love all of Adam Sandler's movies, really. Like, I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. Um, and I've always said, like, that's when people are like, who would you like to fish with that in every interview I've ever been asked? I'm like Adam Sandler, just because I just want to become his friend because he puts his friends in movies. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, and, and zone is kind of like the Adam Sandler of our industry. He puts his friends on Bassmasters. So thank you. Zona. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I just, I don't think I'd be a good, like, serious actor but i think i could do the you can do it stuff you'd be amazing in grandma's boy yeah like oh yeah yeah you would be amazing in that role (laughs) i think that's he's one of the coolest there there is out there but i'm a big fan of him big fan of will ferrell literally all funny stuff i think the um greatest comedian of all times probably richard Pryor or or george carlin that's my comedy. Oh, did you ever so, get into old Eddie Murphy? Like the original Raw? Yeah. Yeah. yeah delirious and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I I just think that everything, like Eddie Murphy, I mean, he's incredible. He's incredible. I just think that like what Richard Pryor did and, and they did things when there was no spot for them to do it. You know what I mean? Like they, they literally transcended. But, but I think again, that that's one of my, I think the two greatest skills in the world is to be a stand-up comic or to be a really good singer. That's somebody that can carry it yeah. by yourself. Like the power when some like when somebody can just belt a note out and just hammer something. Like to me, that is one of and I'm not talking about a ballad. I'm talking about somebody that just has pipes and can hammer it out. I think those are two of the most incredible talents on earth. Like Sebastian Bach, another great Canadian. Is he Canadian? Yeah. From no, he's I think he's from Los Angeles. He just was oh. in Trailer Park Boys. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Pamela Anderson's a Canadian. Oh, really? Did you know that? No. Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. Got Gosh. discovered at a BC Lions game. She was in the crowd and she was that hot that she got up in the jumbotron and people started giving her business cards. Wow, you said talent Almost isn't like everything. How I got picked for bass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you got a big day tomorrow. It's Sandy Cooper, bud. Like, how we looking? Is it? Are we gonna smash him? I know Davey was excited about it, about the smash yeah. fest. It it has literally poured here all day, so I think it's it's gonna be one of those unique. Like, they're gonna smash him. Trust me. It's this time of year. There's a full moon tomorrow or the next day, whatever it is. Um, they're gonna smash him. It's Santee, but. 
I think that you're going to have some adjusting going on tomorrow. You're going to have, you know, th- this is going to be one of those derbies where, where pre-fish might not matter at all because they weren't on the water all day today. Right. It was freezing cold when they were pre-fishing. We're going into a warming trend. But on top of that, we had torrential rains all day today. Like literally it was raining so hard at certain points. I thought about pulling off the interstate. Like it was wow. that kind of teeming rain. Interesting. And it went on all day here. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it affects things. But they'll smash them. They will catch them. I mean, here's here's the other thing you got to watch. And I'm this is almost down to a science. Just scroll through Instagram and look. Whenever they all start putting pictures up of like a seven and an eight, and they're just like, Prefish was tough. Uh, <laughs> just hoping to get a few of these. <laughs> it's good. That's, that's, I mean, it almost without raise, they'll, they'll catch them tomorrow. That That's awesome. And, and Dave, I leave you with this amazing job at the Bassmaster Classic. And may I say, from a bass fishing fan's POV, one of the most exciting classics ever, if not the most exciting classic of all time like uh, that was a bass fishing fans classic bud wasn't it dave it was perfect uh, yeah i mean it, it, i said it on the mo- on the morning sunday morning i'm like it, it hasn't been since pittsburgh that i literally went into championship sunday thinking anybody can win this like literally anyone right. and um the way it all happened was perfect too if you ask me you know like i love that stetson challenged them I love yes. that Stetson forced them to, you know, he weighed in the biggest bag of the tournament on the biggest day in bass fishing. <laughs> and and then at the end of it, it went down to the two dudes who were tied going into the final day. It was so perfect. And to have it five ounces apart and neither of them really know what was going to happen. Um, it was perfect. I mean, to, to me, that's, uh, I mean, so many great stories from this classic, but I, yeah, as a bass fishing fan, even the fishing, like to have that many different types of fishing happening in that many, that much, it was a great classic. It was, and, it, and weirdly enough, to me, it felt like the first classic of the new bass almost. Wow. You know what I mean? Like where there was nobody comparing anything, you know, I wasn't, that's all gone yeah, away now. Yeah, like okay. nobody's saying like it, it was their classic i mean and on top of that the only people that came to the classic outside of bass folks were ishman Rowe and cody meyer yeah. which and, and dudley i saw dave dudley for a minute oh was dudley there yeah oh, dave dudley awesome. was there for a minute yeah um so and anybody that i didn't mention i apologize but what <laughs> i'm saying is, is, i think you i think we covered it with those three days <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was cool that it was like there were still giant lineups for, for, but but now it's for like some of the amazing things that happened that weekend, like to see and hear about the lineup that Maddie Wong had. He's a Bass Nation yeah. national champion. And to just see the difference that the Bassmaster Classic can make in your life in just two days, even if you don't catch them real good. It, you know, it was really cool to see that stand from that standpoint. So yeah, it was a, it was a great classic and, and it, an amazing, an amazing event. Heck yeah. And besides Jason's amazing victory, the commemorative John Cox Post Malone t-shirt is probably the best t-shirt I've ever seen in my life. Do you know which one I'm talking about, Dave? I'm I'm well aware. Yeah, I'm well it's aware. so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's like the best t-shirt ever. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's, I still remember the night he sent me the pictures and said, I, I finally did it because <laughs> it took a lot of browbeating to get him to do that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, and it had to be carefully worded because you didn't want people to think of it wrong. But it was inspired by women's MMA, obviously. Um, but he, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, I mean, John Cox is the best. He to really, be honest. He's an amazing I, human. I, I you don't even him. know if he's human. I don't even know if he is human. He's, he's oh, no, he's totally human. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite parts about <laughs> Hey, Dave, good luck tomorrow doing your best, best stuff tomorrow and your emceeing and your live in and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And the, the Bass Live kicks off at what time? What is that uh, on the Bassmaster.com? Do you know? Uh, I would think it'd be 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Uh, we take up 7.30. So I think 8 a.m. Eastern time, we will be kicking off Bass Live. There and, it is. Um, I'll probably get in trouble because I've done this podcast in a hotel where really 90% of the people here got to get up at really early. And all they've heard is me yap all night. And yeah. I turned my do not disturb on in the phone. So they can't even text me and tell me to shut up. So sorry, everyone. Yeah. And we're both loud mouths. So we do wish yeah. the anglers the best of luck tomorrow. And, and, and of course, yeah. safety and, and knock them out. No, amazing season so far at Bass. Ladies and gentlemen, find Dave Mercer on everything, everywhere, in bass fishing, he's the Ryan Seacrest of bass fishing, and we thank you, Dave Mercer, for being you, bud. Thank you for having me on, and um, you kept me way later than we agreed. This is some bullshit. I, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> I love you, bud. Be good. See ya. <laughs> night, night. That's Dave Mercer. Give it up for Dave, Bass Galaxy, once again. Yes. What time is it? Nine o'clock in America. <laughs> Ginge, we got to do some uh, a couple prizes, and uh, let's do it. What do we got? We got the Berkeley. Oh, we forgot to tell Dave. He's got the Mercer Max, and we forgot to w ask him what he was given. But what do you guys got? You and Jay Cos got some uh, yeah, some beauties worked up. You gonna do it? Yeah, let's go. Go ahead, bud. Okay. So what do we got first? Uh, stray cast one. The stray cast Max and pack. Correct. Like and share contest winner is number one. Number one, Mike Beasley. Mike Beasley. Yeah, like bees knees. I like it. Mike Beasley won the Stray Cast Max N Pack. Yes. Direct message, Jake Haas. Congratulations, on Mr. Beasley, on the book face. On the Facebook. On the Facebook. Don't send it to Instagram. Yes, Facebook, Jake Haas. Okay. Okay. Now, what's the next one? We Beast. got the Mercer Max Pack. Yeah. Maxi Pack. Whatever he's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ginch. Give it away now. He's Mark Hedden. Or Heden. One or the other. Hedden Lures. The, the uh, Lucky 13s are a spook. Yeah. That's... Heden? It's two E's, so it's got to be. Oh, Heden. Heden. Not two D's. Yeah. So Something like that. So it's Heden. If Mark Heden. There, Mark Heden. James Heden and Sons Lures. Correct. <laughs> he won. There you go. He won the Mercer Max at Pack. Congratulations, guys. Miracles happen. And Stray Cass. That's the deal. Okay. There it is right there. Hey, um, thank you to everybody that uh, tuned in uh, tonight. Uh, thank you to all our amazing sponsors. Ginger, I'm making this a quick close. Watch all this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I am. I'm, I okay. watch. G give, me a little, uh, give me a little music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, no, I can do it. I can do it. No, no. No, no. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> thank I don't you. even want to know where that's going to go. Thank you, TH Marine Supplies. Thank you, Omnia. Fishing well, slow you down, yeah, nope. Thank you, TH Marine Supplies. <laughs> thank you, Bob Thank you, Power Pole, Crestliner, Rapogar, see ya! 
Berkeley. Get your Callus Sims tin cup. Alpha Bravarni, bite me, Amphibia. We love you all. We love you all. Uh, the uh, the Impulse Lithium. Thank you for coming aboard. Half a spot. Thanks again. Love you guys over at Half a Spot. Berkeley and Abu, of course. It's a uh, crazy thin raft that we all sail on, Andrew Ellenberger, in Bass Galaxy. So you know what? Might as well sail it along and come back next Wednesday. Same bass time, same bass channel. Hey, I'm Pat Renwick. Thank you, Dave Mercer. And thank you, everyone, again, for your love of the bass. I'm Pat Renwick. I bid you peace. I'll see you next week. I'm out. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!